Wait though, first, yes. before we start, Keith gave me a great idea. Gotta play us in. Uh oh, nice. Hold on. Oh, wait, wait, don't start playing yet. <laughs> you gonna accompany me? I'm gonna accompany you. But I only know one thing. Hold on. <laughs> hey, it's. Wait, that thing's loud as shit. Hey, it's fucking shit. Still listening? It's it's your own. It's your own fault. You know what you're getting into. I hope the only, as the only person who doesn't know how to play his instrument, I still had it. <laughs> you know, it's been a while since we've had a song since uh, the classic days of the day pass. True. So it's vinyl countdown, and if you guys want to squeeze in, a little, little snuggle in. I gotta get close, close to Joel. Yes. Nice. And then. I mean, I get taken. So vinyl countdown episode 160 with holy nuts myself Keith McNally other Keith hello Joel hey and Craig and man no one had a worse day than me my fucking <laughs> headphones broke I had to go all the way to Walmart that's like a five minute walk oh my god I had Ridiculous. a worse day than you I doubt it but what happened to the headphones uh, oh the static I didn't this was fucking weird I had a static shock from my blanket that I just washed and uh, dr dried and I was like you know just like fucking folding it up and then I got like a static shock and one side of my headphones just stopped working oh man fucking weird right I just bought those two a week ago so no one had a worse day than me that no doesn't make I did <laughs> what happened to you well uh, earlier this afternoon I went to take the beer bottles back to recycling. And I didn't realize that Jen had put the box of bottles outside on our porch uh, three weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> and it had been pouring, yeah. whatever. Yeah, for a couple There's days. Dead mice in every bottle. Exactly. And I thought that for sure um, the box was dry enough for me to lift it inside where I could sort it. Nope. Oh. Bottom of the box fell. Oh. Bottles shattered everywhere. Ah, that's worse. Meanwhile, that's, uh, is, uh, I can't think of a worse. <laughs> oh, no, but again, there's a little bit more. Then later on that day, um, on my way here, I'm going to download uh, the last episode that Keith and I did to listen to on, while I'm walking here. Separate yeah. incidents. Separate incidents. In the same day? Same day, though. Oh, my God. Oh, it gets... Uh, uh, <laughs> And, uh, it gets so bad, it's it gets so bad. Like, you can't even understand how horrible this is. But uh, since uh, the new uh, iPhone iOS 6 has kicked up, out podcasts from the uh, music store and put it into its own app. Yep. So as I left... Yeah, and you got a shittier Maps application now, I understand. And I don't have the podcast app, so even Why, though... How I, do you not have it? Well, I, Shouldn't I, it just be there? And it's not there. So I download the show to listen to it, and you can't I, play it. and I can't play it. 
That is and, the worst. Oh my god, there's more. And on on the uh, <laughs> that is bad not to be able to hear yourself from two days ago. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm I think trying the beer bottles to, are much worse than that, Joel. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm trying to order an iPhone uh, five. Uh, through my That's uh, horrible. That is the worst day. But I wait. Why would you do that to yourself? I, I wait for half an hour on hold. Then uh, the girl talks to me and hangs up on me uh, right before I order it. Then I call the guy back and all the, the pre-orders are gone. But, and also on my way here, I grab an extra beer to throw in my bag and I kind of plop it down and it just lands squarely on top of another bottle that's already in my bag. Uh. And I hear this <laughs> and another beer bottle uh, full of beer is shattered in my bag now beat that nobody has a story who could ever beat that I don't I'm, Craig I'm, might have something I, nothing I, happened I, to you I, I, I was a little hungover today oh man are you okay right am I right oh muffin I, uh, right? I gave yeah. Craig a hard time because I didn't want to watch the last three minutes of Fraggle Rock that probably hurt a little bit it, it did hurt my feelings a little bit <laughs> that's true I was like this is my childhood that I've been living and you just want to cut it in half although we did establish that it holds up it does hold uh, up. There's a little more music than I remember. And the Trash Heap has tits. The Trash Heap has tits. My and the really kept singing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just going and going. Yeah, it was the song twice as long as it needed. I was like the boy who could fly. Of that era, though, because, I mean, I'm a Mr. Jerkoff about TV and everything's not good enough. But right. the one show from back then that really is good enough is Pee-wee's Playhouse. Yeah. 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 That show is awesome. Yeah. I could watch it. Like, just, yeah, that show is You liked the first season of Growing Pains quite a bit. Yeah, and that wasn't company. bad, actually. Did you guys watch Growing Pains without me? Uh, no, I mean, you know, back when we were into that. Yeah. That is the one, okay. right? With, yeah. With you guys have like in 1984. Yeah. <laughs> oh, upstairs? Yeah. No? Nobody? Okay. Well, because there is stuff oh, like, yeah. if you go back and watch Small Wonder or Out of This World, they're not good. They're not. Hey, Joel, you're old. Did you ever watch uh, <laughs> oh, thank you. Jason of Star Command as a kid? Like, you would have been like four or five when no. the show was on. No. no. It was this Saturday morning sci-fi show with Scotty in it. It's fucking really bad. Yeah, James no. Doohan and uh, Sid Haig, the guy from, like, who plays the clown in the uh, Rob Zombie movies. Rob Zombie movies. He, he was, was the like the bad guy in it. Nope. Never, he's so never fucking it's garbage. balls. So it was a Saturday morning show. It's for kids. You know what? What do you mean it's, mean it's garbage? <laughs> it's, it's not well what made. I mean it's by not that? well made and it bored me a little bit. <laughs> the <laughs> aspect of it's but, making but it was so good. <laughs> you know, they're just watching even Fraggle Rock, which is a quality program, but they get so excited and dance and sing and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I guess it's just my general disposition of uh, thinking that fun's not fun. But that's why I liked Blue's Clues so much. That guy did not get excited. He was no. just like, yeah, cool. You did it, kid. Yeah. Head on. Let's go do something else. Like, that's he is true. so cool. Yeah. Cool as a cucumber. So, so anyway, I guess uh, cheers, Bitch Cake, cheers. grab a slice. Yep, that's yeah. it. <laughs> that was all of our bad days. Cheers Absolutely. to bad days. Oh, Unless shit. there's another oh, story. Did you, did you have a bad day? Well, i got to contribute a little bit to oh, it. Okay. We're yeah, all having yeah. bad days. All right, rewind. we got to do a little bit more. Um, okay. So, the headphones and the, the beer thing <laughs> mm-hmm. and the not getting to watch the end of Fraggle Rock. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, that's I got, bad, well, right? He got to watch it, but he had to feel a little Oh, he weird. had to feel bad about it. <laughs> I uh, I spent the last three days in prison. What? 
<laughs> it really was just bananas because like Keith's been gone a lot because he's been working double shifts at work and staying over at this chick's house. So it didn't seem weird that he was gone for a few days. I, I was gonna ask, like, when wouldn't you guys have noticed that? Uh, yeah, so I was he's just been doing that. He's just been gone. Craig for me, wasn't man. home yet. I was just on the couch, he's working on some shit. Keith comes in and he's just like, I'm like, hi, hey, man, and he's like, hey, I just got out of jail. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, I, I spend like three, four days at a time over at Mary's place, and like, you know, I I work double shifts, so it's not that odd for me to not be home. And I was just in Bamp for a week. Mm-hmm. We're just used to us not being. Yeah, here. well, you even right. gave me the go ahead. You're like, I won't be back for a few days. I got some yogurt, eat it in the fridge, so yeah, which yeah. I did, delicious. But yeah, so we were all set to not see Keith for a few days. It wasn't weird. <laughs> but so, uh, so did something happen in Banff? No, no, no. It was uh, it was something actually like with Mary. It was a silly little thing. Uh, there's a lot of external stress. I don't want to get into too much of it, but okay. uh, ex-husband, cancer, you know, a lot on the plate. Okay. And so we've been fighting a lot lately. And we fought on Monday night. Your, your ex-husband's back in the picture? Oh, <laughs> God. Yeah, I just got out of fucking jail, man. <laughs> Seriously gonna go there? I got, ra- I got raped three times, dude. I was about to get to that, but seriously. Okay. Uh, uh, anyway, yeah, so uh, we, we've been fighting here and there, and uh, we had a fight on the Monday night. Um... One that sort of lingered a little bit. I think it was more me that wasn't able to let go, and I just and I just wanted to be by myself. And I went to lie on the couch. I didn't plan to be there all night, but I ended up falling asleep. And mm-hmm. so in the morning, I go into the bedroom and I, I lie down beside her, and she turns away from me. And I'm surprised and hurt by that. And I'm just like, you know, so what? You're not even gonna look at me. She doesn't say anything. And then I say, like, would you like me to like? get out of here before you get up and she's like yeah I think that'd be for the best and then she said I don't think this is working out like I don't want to do this anymore you gotta understand it that's that it's not her that's that wishy-washy and volatile no. when your thyroid's off your moods go up and down yeah, a lot I understand. so she uh we fight like suddenly for silly things she gets upset and it's all always usually down to whether or not I have the patience to turn her around or ignore her in a way that's effective, or engage her. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'm tired or I'm stupid, and I engage her, and I like say something back to her, and then it sets her off. Um, so she like ended it again for like the seventh time. It always usually lasts for a day, maybe a couple of hours. But uh, it's hard to not feel like someone's. You can't trust somebody, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you're always like, this could end at any moment. I can't get comfortable. Mm-hmm. And so I, I started, you know, yelling. I was just like, I can't fucking believe this. How can you keep doing this? Like, I just took you for your cancer treatment. You went on about how no one's ever done anything like that for you before. You just met my family. Like, things are going so well. Like, why do you just switch so suddenly? And she's like, I don't want to talk to you. Just like, get out of here. And I was like, fuck, fuck. And I was like, I can't believe you. And I raised my voice when I said, I can't believe you. And so she just hauls back and smacks me with a sharp slap across the face that knocks my glasses off. We're lying on the bed. And I like push her shoulder and grab my glasses before she can roll over on them. I get out of the bed and continue packing my things while we bicker back and forth. That was the only sort of violence in the situation she slapped me once Mm -hmm. because she was angry Mm -hmm. 
Uh, and she's small. It didn't hurt me or anything like that. It was just she slapped me. And I pushed her out of the panic of getting slapped in the face and fear of getting my glasses broken. And it never escalated beyond that. I was going to ask real quick. I've never had the classic getting slapped by a chick. Yeah, me neither. I have. It does it? You're Many times. It, um, it, 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 it never usually hurts. Um, it's sort of shocking. It's shocking. It's, it's emotionally painful. Like, oh my god, what the fuck just happened? Yeah. And like... It's weird, too, because, like, if I were to punch you in the face right now, even though you're not a violent guy, like, when you get hit, you just, it's like a reflex. You get hit in the knee and you swing back. So It depends. Not everybody. Some, some... I'd say a lot. Yeah, it seems like you're telling Keith that this is what he does. No, yeah. no, 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 no. Yeah. Fair enough. But I'm saying yeah. it's a, it, one does. Yeah. One mm-hmm. does. And, you know, I've never fought. I haven't gotten into a fight since I was in grade nine. But, like, when someone, like hits you and especially if you have a disability with like glasses or something like that like I'm blind without them like you just you lunge and you have to stop yourself mm-hmm. and, and that's what I did like bottom line like you get hit in the face if she was a guy I probably would have like you know smacked right back right but it was just it became like an awkward sort of push like, to get away from me yeah. and my glasses yeah um, but anyway it was weird because that's she didn't call because of that after that I was there for another 15, 20 minutes, and we uh, I was packing up my things. We were bickering back and forth, and she just got so tired of the fighting and the arguing that at one point she picked up the phone and said, if you say one more word, I'm going to I'm gonna call the cops and tell them that you hit me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, so I actually, for once in my fucking life, I had nothing else to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I didn't say a word because I realized I just I don't need this. I just want it to be over, either for good or for that day or whatever the fuck. I just want it out. And right. I think uh, I think the story was on the show, right? That uh, one of your previous girlfriends in front of Lot 16. It was kind of a similar yeah. thing. So, where... Yeah, just like threatening to like call the cops. Right. And it uh, you know shows how little I knew about how the system worked like back then because I didn't. I didn't really get scared at all. You know, it was just sort of like, oh, it crap, like it's going to be, it's going to have to be, no, I was thinking worst case scenario, it's going to be so inconvenient, I'm going to have to talk to a cop and tell him what happened and then mm-hmm. get back to my life. And that's <laughs> what I thought, how it happens. You know, if you don't do anything, how can you get in trouble? Mm-hmm. It didn't make any sense to me. I was naive. I just thought, you know, if I hurt somebody or do something bad, I'm going to get in trouble. But if I don't and I try to live right, you know, it's going to be okay. But she called anyway, just because it was just emotion and like she, I guess, trembled into the dial and she talked to them and she realized what she was doing right away and she got scared and she's like, oh, fuck, what am I doing? This is stupid. And she hung up the phone and, and that doesn't work. No, they called her back. Yeah. And she told them like, oh, I just got into an argument with my boyfriend. Like, you know, I slapped him and then like, you know, shoved me back. But, you know. And they asked for my name, and she wouldn't give my name. And they insisted. I think they may have, who knows if they threatened her and said, like, either it's a false report for you or you, like, tell us his name. Or, right. Or they just sort of egged her on. But that's what they do. Mm-hmm. And so she gave them my name, and I was just like, okay, well, you know, it is what it is. And I said, uh, I'm just not going to wait around here for them. I'm going to leave. And she's like, yeah, please. And so I left with all of my things. 
lot of time goes by, like two hours or so, three hours, and I'm starting to like get ready for work or whatever. Her and I are texting this whole time back and forth. Mm-hmm. She texts to apologize. I text to say, crap, I got your power cord on me. I'm going to be at work at this time. Do you want to like meet up beforehand? Or I could give it to you at Thursday. You know, it's the next day I have off. And she's like, okay, yeah, no worries. And like, but like the cop went over there, took the interview, and then eventually called me. Asked me a couple of questions over the phone. I told him what happened. You know, honestly, I didn't try to not say things. Apparently, you're not supposed to say anything ever. Hmm. Uh, Lawyers tell you that and criminals tell you that. Mm -hmm. Just if a cop asks you questions, just don't say anything. Yeah. Um, Because I told him this whole story. And apparently, if I'm touching Keith's shoulder right now, listeners, with my index finger, and that is assault. And I'm calling the cops right now. Oh, for fuck. <laughs> it's going to be a breach. Failure to comply. you gotta, you got to like a couple hours to finish this story. I'm going back to the range for 30 fucking days. Seriously, if you call the cops because I touch Keith, I'm doing it again. If I touch Keith's shoulder with my index finger and you say it's assault, I go back to jail for 30 days. Wow. Yeah. Um, so anyway, the cops call me and I go down to uh, 53 Division. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, this is where it was crazy when Keith was telling me this story because then I remembered back to that morning where just normally I never would have even remembered it. But just just weird that I, I've i lived a little piece of this story, I guess, because uh, I was just like, I had just woken up, I was like half awake, half asleep, and I just heard Keith on the phone. I just remember him saying, like, well, i got to be at work by four. I can be there by one. And then a little bit of that, and like, well, okay, I'll try to get... You know, I'll try to get there by noon then, you know, I'll try to rush over. Like, like you were really accommodating, and now that I know these were the cops asking to come in to yeah. talk to them. And they, they knew you were on your way to work. Like, that's really, what dicks? Yeah. They, they knew very well they were going to fucking put the shackles on you, but they're like, oh, just come in, it'll just be... And really, I honestly, the way they did it, it was so sincere and rehearsed to the point where I wouldn't be surprised if the arresting constable truly was naive as to what was going to happen to me and how automatic it was Mm -hmm. that's how good he was that I, I can't believe that he knew it was about to happen either that or he's done it so many times that he's just that cold and good at it but I honestly don't believe that it was the type of performance where I, I, I think like in that case you know like as shitty as this is that it's happened to you like that's the sort of thing that you don't want to fuck around with Absolutely, you know I mean? absolutely, and it's it's funny you said that because when I well I'll get I'll get to it in a second. I go there, I talk to him, and he says I got to put handcuffs on you because we got to go in the back to talk. And I'm like, yeah, whatever, that's fine. But although it really freaked me out as the first point of contact, mm-hmm. is getting handcuffs put on me for the first time in my life. Um, but you know, and I thought like, oh my god, I can't wrap my head around this. And, and like you thought, okay, after I'm done talking, they'll take it off. Absolutely. And, and and I'll have a crazy story about how I had handcuffs on for 20 yeah. minutes. <laughs> he takes me into the... Yeah, and it's throughout this whole process, I'm thinking like, okay, well, I got to get this part of this done by an hour. I got to get this done by tomorrow. And it just kept happening. But uh, they take me to this back room. It's this empty room with one metal chair and a table. And I sit a down... Swinging light bulb. <laughs> <laughs> I, it didn't. It was a flickering fluorescent light. <laughs> but... Uh, there's a cop in the corners just smoking, just watching. <laughs> yeah, arms crossed. Yeah, arms crossed. against the wall. Not saying anything. Um, the cops are being really cool with me, you know, like the constable and whatnot. Um, he's like, 
just he's handing me my phone when I ask for it. He, he senses that I'm a good guy and I'm not a criminal. He's giving me my glasses when I need them. He's chit-chatting with me. Um, and, he, you know, he says, like, I'm going to try to get this done in about an hour. I know I said it would be two, but, like, you know, like the detective's here right now. So we're going to just do this. And I believe him. I believe him. Uh, and then the detective comes in, and he even passes the buck. It's not his decision. It's the supervisor, the head of the station. Mm-hmm. And they all apologize because once it goes into the station, it's not their call anymore. It's his. Right. This is supposed to be like what it was like in Soviet Russia, and suddenly you're in yeah. Siberia. And you're like, yeah. what the you're fuck? Like, uh-huh. exactly. no one's fault. That's exactly how it felt like. <laughs> there, was no, there was no one person. It was the system as a whole that was swallowing me. And... It, the weirdest part is as the, the system was swallowing me, as its teeth were closing around me, I was looking at the people who were directly responsible on the front lines making it happen to me and bonding with them and, you know, sharing stories about how fucked up the system is as they were, like, taking me in. And, like, mm-hmm. the, the constable, uh, Derezo, he was, like... I actually said to him as he was, like, taking me in handcuffs, like, to the cell, like... Yeah, hey man, like thank you at the very least for not making me feel like a pariah. And he's like whispered into me is like, yeah, oh man, look, the whole situation is fucked. Huh. So it's like huh. I, I, I'm feeling like I'm, I'm. It's almost like Stockholm syndrome. Like I'm like identifying with these cops mm-hmm. who are kidnapping me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I go into this cell. They take all of my possessions and like they catalog them very carefully. They count all my loose change, even down to the penny. Um, they take my shoelaces out and they put me in this cell um, with iron bars uh, cement walls and an iron bed with like no pillow and no blanket Uh, there's a toilet with toilet paper the water doesn't run but you can flush it Okay. Um, so what I do is I take the toilet paper and I make it as my pillow. I actually oh, take a man. shoe and I put the toilet paper in the shoe <laughs> mm-hmm. and I make it my pillow because I have to spend seven hours in mm. this cell in 53 Division. Um, I'm going to be going to, to court in the morning and I'm going to be transferred to another division to spend the night, but I have to wait here until the wagon comes to get me. Oh, and uh, did you say uh, you called work? You had a chance somewhere in there to call your work? Yeah. I um, Just because, like... I didn't want to say what was going on um, because even though I didn't do anything, it's just it, it's so difficult it's to explain stigma, for sure. without it sounding weird. So I just told them, you know, without lying to them, like, hey, you know, Krista, it's Keith. Like, I'm so sorry, but, you know, there's a personal emergency. I can't really explain now, but uh, I can talk to you more about it later if you want to. But uh, I won't be able to bank it in tonight or tomorrow. And she's like, okay, no problem. Thank you for calling. And uh, they know because of Mary's cancer that I've been going to the treatments and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And they've, mm-hmm. I've been very forthright with them. Mm-hmm. And they've been very cool. And they've pulled me aside and said things like, just to let you know, like, I got your note about getting the day off to take her to the treatment. Like, and if anything, you need anything, like, involving this or, like, need to take some time or whatever, you just need to ask. It's no problem. So they really make me feel comfortable about it. Um, it's scary, though, too. I go in tomorrow morning and uh, they have a reputation. It's Jack Astor's that I work at, and there's such a big place, and there's a lot of young people who work there. So they have certain policies, like if you call out sick, they make you bring a doctor's note. And they do that because it's basically a high school, and kids are just getting drunk and not going to work. And 
so you have to make your rules to the lowest common denominator. Of course. Yeah. Um, so I'm scared that they're going to need some sort of proof from me. But I think because it's cancer and it's my girlfriend and they know, or they're assuming it is, um, and they know that I've already needed time and I've talked to them about it, that they're going to just be cool with it. Mm -hmm. And if they do ask me, I'm just going to say, like, you know, I'm not a high school kid. Like, you know I want to work. Like, I've been forthright with you about the situation. You know what's going on. Like, I'm, I'm going through some stuff. I called in. You said it was okay. I'm not going to go and ask for proof of where I was. If you don't trust me, I can't. There's no point of me being here anyway. Yeah. The, the only uh, trick about that is if there's, like, some sort of policy thing. But, like, really that comes down to the owner of that particular chain. Yeah, like absolutely. Like, it's, it's, it's yeah. discretion. Yeah, yeah, they it's can bend it if they want to. So. Yeah. It's, um, and, and they're going to assume that this situation is me going through some hard times and just, like, trying to do right by somebody, which I have been doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I don't, I, I don't anticipate a problem. But it's scary because I go in tomorrow and I just don't know. So, like, I'm still up in the air about whether or not I've also lost my job because of this. Man, isn't that the worst, too, where even even in your 30s and knowing that you're responsible and that you're, like, an excellent, valuable employee and stuff, like, that that horrible part of having a job where you just, like, they can just decide that fuck you anytime. Mm-hmm. And yeah. It's just, like, you're always got the fucking sword hanging over your head. It's just awful. Absolutely. Uh, so all this is terrible, obviously. Like, you know, I'm in a holding cell. I've been arrested. I've had handcuffs on me. I don't know. Been... Kate's earphones broke the other day. I know. Yeah, I, I, I just that. bought them. Yeah. Sensitive prick. Yeah. I'm sorry. Did you hear about my beard today? <laughs> Craig, we'll, re- we'll re-watch Fraggle Rock at some point, I promise you. Hey, when Keith's not home. Joel didn't get his iPhone 5. He doesn't even have a 4S. He's got a 4. He oh needs it. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. How many megapixels has he got? Three? I know. I don't know if everyone else has been laughing at him, but I have. <laughs> you, know? you know, like, Ethiopia ain't got shit on me. No, no, this is true. And neither do I. I can't compete. Um, even when the girl next to me in the cell uh, was a schizophrenic who screamed and sang for the entire seven hours I was in there. You have no right. You have no right. You are criminally negligent. You are criminally negligent. I am a PhD student. You cannot do this to me. And then she would sing this beautiful Jewish hymn with this, like, just breathtakingly, like, painful voice. And then she'd sing, this land is our land. Unfortunately, she probably is a PhD student. Oh, yeah, she 100% is. She 100% is, and she cracked. And that's exactly what I got from it. But she was just going off and name-dropping. It was insane. It was... It was nasty, too, though, because I'm sitting here, and it's really cold. Uh-huh. It's really cold in there. Um, the constable said to me, Oh, well, if I knew that you were going to have to go to court, man, I'm sorry. I would have told you to come in really late at night or in the morning, so you just pff, off to court, and there you go. But and Fuck you, man. Yeah, I came in early to deal with this before work because you told me it would be a couple of hours. Were you kind of dressed up a little I, bit? I was dressed up. I had, a, like, a black dress shirt on and nice. my jeans. and like, Nice. Isn't it weird, too, that they don't have, like, the... I mean, I'm trying to think, like, I guess they took, like, your shoelaces, and they must not give you a blanket so you don't, like, hang yourself and shit, but yeah. shouldn't they have, no, like, No, they, they don't give a... you blankets because it's not wintertime in the jail. They have them in the prison, but not in the, like, yeah. the individual divisions. I mean, it doesn't seem like for this level of this first step, it should be kind of nice, I would think. Like, you're just, a, like, they might have to detain you, but why isn't it in a place with a TV and you can just hang out? Like, it shouldn't be instant Because they, they, they don't know if it's even something. 
thing yet at this point. Yeah, absolutely. But you always hear about like Sweden and stuff. Like Catch Me If You Can guy, he had to serve prison time in a bunch of different countries. And mm-hmm. like France, he almost died. But in Sweden, it was nice. It was like a hotel. He just wasn't allowed to leave. Yeah. Like it really, yeah. it, like it doesn't have to be that way. I'm surprised Canada is so shitty. It, it really, it's really bad. Like I mean, well, I think once you're in the prison system, it's different. But it once is. you're in the holding it cells, is. it's crap. Right? Yeah, the holding cells are absolutely horrible. Um, I I got uh, it was freaky. Like after after she was done screaming for seven hours, they decided to move me to fifty one division, and so I got handcuffs on me. And then there were like four, three other guys, and there was a handcuff between my left arm and another guy's right arm, and my right arm and another guy's left arm. And so we we're all chained together so they could just guide us like cattle. So it was like holding hands, kind yeah. of like yeah. And they guided us like cattle, like into the into the uh, the paddy wagon, and the wagon took us like. And it was weird because it was like dark in there, and it was kind of beautiful. The light, ha- the the window was all frosted, and there were like little holes that kind of looked like honeycomb, and so this like weird light was coming through the honeycomb. And they took my glasses, so I don't stab them or myself in the throat with them. I guess mm. that's what I've seen in the movies mm-hmm. anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and I'm really blind, so I'm blind, and this light's coming at me, and I'm in this dark metal cage with like four other criminals who are talking shit. I, I you know what, I I don't want to sound like an asshole, but I really feel like these are a lot of Instagram moments missed. I know. They really are. I was thinking that the whole time, just looking down at my hands with the cuff and the light, the way the light was on them. I wanted to take so many pictures. I, <laughs> I really did. Um, I really did. You could write a book of poetry. Mm-hmm. Just short poems about moments, visual moments. The police are a strange combination of cool and not cool. It's uh, It comes down to the individual. They're a gang, as much mm-hmm. as the gang's in the prison. But uh, some of the members... Some of the members are Tony Danza, and they try to identify with you, but they don't cut you any real favors. They just they're trying to feel they're cool. Just trying to be Mr. They're cool like, guy hey cop. man, I'm I'm your favorite teacher. I'm I'm cool mom. Like yeah. I'm good cop, and it's really annoying, kind of. And then there's the ones that are genuine. They're dicks, but they're nice. Yeah. Um, and then there's the guys who are just assholes, just because of it. Um, the the crazy uh, Amelia the the Jewish lady the political prisoner mm-hmm. um, once they realized she was crazy they uh, the detective came in at about eight o'clock at night and they started torturing her uh, what like, not, not physically torturing tormenting her oh uh, he came up and like it was so calculated how he did it it's like it's like Amelia and she's like get out of here get out of here leave me alone you can't do this you are criminally negligent and he was like you want some water, Amelia? She's like, leave me alone. Just a little bit of water? How about some water, Amelia? He's like, leave me alone. You can't do this to me. Okay, I'll be back in a couple of minutes. It was just like so... No one could say that they were doing anything wrong. And then mm. you come back in a couple of minutes like, how you doing, Amelia? You ready for the water yet? You really should have some water? And she was freaking out, and he was just taunting her and, and egging her on. And, Man, then an- and then another like female cop, and she got in on it, and she was like... Uh, you know, like, how you doing in there? How you doing? How you doing? You want you want some of that water yet? And she started, like, yelling after the detective. Like, who's that? I don't know him. Who are you trying to say? Who are you looking for? Well, did, well hold on. Did Amelia want the water? What was her no. response to that question? No, she never wanted the water. They oh. were just using that as, like, they can't say, like, fuck you. You think they were trying to maybe sedate her, give her some water that had, like, a, a sedative in it? Do you just think... Because mm, I'm, I'm, I'm remembering the water, but there was a lot of things that were 
could be construed as them just doing their jobs that were not. Okay. But on the other hand, I mean, uh, maybe they're legally obligated to offer her water. No, but it was, uh, what I'm saying is it was a lot more than water. It was, yeah. it was like... Uh, and they're clearly ramping it up just to agitate her. Like, absolutely. Yeah. It, it was just so blatantly obvious. Like, mm-hmm. it was, the water thing is what I remember, but it was one of, like, five things that they kept doing because they realized that it made her agitated when they asked. Mm-hmm. And so they kept repeating it, and then they would come back and do it. And then they, I would hear them laughing and stuff. Like, mm. So they were, they were torturing her. Um, the food was ridiculous. Well, I guess I got a pizza pocket, actually, at 53 Division. That nice. was pretty cool. Sweet. Yeah. And orange juice, a little Tetra pack, but instead of giving me the straw so I don't stab myself or somebody else in the throat right. with it, yeah. um, they cut off, like, the end of it. But I didn't realize this, so I just grabbed it and, like, dropped juice on myself. I'm like, fucking jail. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, as, up till that point, it was the I worst part. I got caviar all over myself. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was really ridiculous. Um, what do you mean you're ser- serving me beluga caviar without the spoon? <laughs> My God. When we got to 51 Division, I, um, I got processed. And they took my, my photograph. Mm-hmm. They took my fingerprints. Mm-hmm. Um, it's such a rookie move, but like I'm getting my fingerprints taken. I look at the cop, and I'm like, oh, man, this is nothing like what I expected. And he's like, well, what did you expect? He's like, I don't know, like the old movies with the ink. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and was then it was all like, like digital? It was all digital. It was a big computer, and like right. he was like pressing my hand on it. was taking digital images of it. And he's like, oh, we got that over there. If this doesn't work, like we have it as a backup, like a, like a swiped credit card, but we never use it. And uh, I was like, oh, okay. And it was just funny. They took away my shoes in that one. Another guy screamed, a drunk guy, who went on about, like, just racist stuff mm-hmm. for, like, another eight hours while I tried to sleep overnight. Mm. They gave me a cheese sandwich. It looked like it had been grilled, but it was soft and wet. And the cheese inside it was microwaved to the point where it had become clear. I, uh, I those are from M&M meat shops. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was yeah. It was it was so bad. It was so bad. Um, I, sleeping in that environment, like, and really like looking at the whole experience. This isn't that bad, but up until that point, it was like the worst experience of my life. I was just terrified. Now, I, I, you don't have to answer this, but did you cry? Because I would have fucking cried like a baby. You can't cry in front of those people, Joel. There's only no. there's only one time when I, I would cry almost after. cried a little bit. Um, it's when I found out that I'd have to spend another night mm. um, because the system fucked me and it didn't get processed in time. I, I started to cry. Then, like you mean, I, you mean you know your worship? I have to be in custody another night. That that broke me a little bit. I remember, um, like, I mean, it's the not even remotely the same, really. But I mean, I'm a fragile flower, of course. But when uh, my appendix, like, it was the little bit the same in the sense that I just got a little note like they did a scan and then they said take this note to the emergency room and I just wandered in it's like okay they told me to come here with this and then I was stuck there for like two days like they wouldn't let me leave all of a sudden I'm going through this whole thing and I was like fuck I wasn't ready for this at all but it was obviously not the same but even that (laughs) really shook me up I'm like I was what the fuck like I'm just like getting pulled down a river all the time it it is exactly the same thing I mean it's except if I were in prison I'd just be like oh god (laughs) no it's, it's, it's the sense of being completely helpless and like you don't even like get a say like you know it's just things are happening now it's it's really it's really alien and strange like 
Well, because you're you're essentially you're just victim to whatever at that point. Absolutely, and like I didn't mention this part, but Mary actually, um, I brought her power cord with me to the police station because I had it here by accident, and I knew that her computer was running low on battery. And she's mm-hmm. a writer; she needs it. Mm-hmm. So I brought it with me. I told the constable that I was going to, and because I had to, when I showed up there, I didn't know the constable's name. The people at the desk told me to call her and ask the constable's name. So I call her, and I'm like, yeah, I'm at 53 Division. And she's like, oh, my God, what are you doing there? And I was like, well, you called the cops and told them that I hit you, so I have to come in. They're probably going to arrest me. We're going to have a court date, they say. She's like... But it didn't. It's we don't need any of that. Like that doesn't make any sense. And like that, to tell them to stop. And I'm like, I don't even. <laughs> I don't even. Tell them. Just tell them everything's fine. Just guys, fine. I'm not into this anymore. It's like I, I told her. Like I was like, well, if you want to come in and talk to them and tell them, like, you know, you don't want to like press charges. I don't know how this works at all. I'm new to all of this. But to be honest, I don't think once the ball's set in motion that even you'd be able to stop it and that, that's the case she wasn't she came mm-hmm. in to drop off two tennis rackets two umbrellas and a pair of shoes that I had and a toolbox that I had over at her house she was just trying to find everything she was trying to be helpful it was mm-hmm. weird <laughs> so uh, I was like okay here's your breakout kit <laughs> yeah yeah no doubt that is a weird part of the story too <laughs> that she just yeah like her, it's like that little like I'm gonna call the police and with no no, but uh, sense. But of people how, don't realize how serious. But this that is yes. the thing: is before I came here tonight, I like, you know, part of the the reason I got sort of the night pass from Jen was I said, okay, not a day pass, uh, <laughs> a night pass. It's a night, night pass. If I turn on the day pass. Anyway, yeah. Anyway, part of the reason I got the night pass from Jen was, uh, you know, I said <laughs> twice. Uh, is that say, oh well, you know, like other Keith went to prison because, and it's he didn't do anything, and da 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 da. Him and his girlfriend got in a big fight, and he needs my support. And, yeah, and she was like, she was like, holy shit, because I thought about doing that with you in a fight. <laughs> we we tried to get Mike here by telling him that Keith needed his warm smile, and what else? Uh, it was his warm, warm smile and unique perspective. Yeah. <laughs> It didn't yeah. work, obviously. His mic is not here. You might, you might, you might come later just to talk, but uh, yeah, no, it was it was the most fucked up thing because it really, as all this was happening, I didn't do anything. I wanted it to stop. Mm-hmm. The alleged victim wanted it to stop, and the const the arresting constable thought it was stupid and unnecessary, and yet it had to happen. And what I found out, I found out a couple of things when I was inside, as they say. Um, Thank you. One thing that this too is like, I mean, I, I kind of, again, I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm a sensitive man, and I don't know if you are as much as me, but this would, I think this this type of thing would really mess me up for a long time. Of just like, like, well, okay, a good example is my friend Ray. He's got all these tattoos and stuff, and he was just a tough kid growing up, punched the shit out of people, got in a lot of fights, and. He always just hated police. Whereas I've never had a problem ever with a police officer. I'm glad when I see police around because I'm like, hey, they're on my side. But then I was walking in my hometown with my friend Ray, and like cops would just slow down and just mm-hmm. ask us like, where are you boys going? Just because of how he looks. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I, I kind of get it. I get why he hates yeah, cops because he's been fucked by them many times. Absolutely. And this has got to turn your your dial a lot more toward distrust. Not at all. Really? Not at all. It was the weirdest thing. Like. Uh, Mary's this like crazy hippie and she like 
Yeah, I believe she, we talked about the cleanse. She have yeah. She made me do a cleanse and stuff like that. But to be fair though, the cleanse was because like for like that be better for the cancer. Still. And I just wanted to do it by herself. Mm. Uh, I, I, can I still make fun of you? From yeah, time to time yeah, for doing yeah. Cleanse? Absolutely, okay. but it's not her fault. Only for it's, time um, to time, it's not. Constant. I'm just sensitive. It's the only yeah. reason I did it. Yeah, um, fuck off. But, uh, <laughs> where, where was I even talking about? Me and, Craig. Me, and, me and Craig did our own cleanse. It's called going to Taco Bell every day while they have just spicy chicken burritos. Shit, it's been like three days. Dude, so long as you're regular, and that makes you regular. They don't make you regular. <laughs> what was I talking about before that? Do you remember? Oh, well, I was going to say, I don't know if it, I think, because I think we passed this point in the story, that you couldn't call me or Craig because your phone was dead. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm getting to that. Okay, at the, that didn't I, happen I, at, at the, No, at this point, um, they just take my phone away, and, and I don't get it. So I wake up in the morning, they bring us to court, again, the long chain of guys, and uh, I get put into this, like, waiting room in the court, and it's not just the guys that were in my, like, you know, division, it's, like, guys from the prison, mm-hmm. like, criminals, like, guys, like, that look like drug dealers and gang members, like, guys that look like pedophiles and killers, and they're swarming in there and they're talking and they're talking big and everybody's like oh everybody that walks in there knows somebody that they see and they do some sort of thing you know like some sort of like yeah some sort of like hand thing and like or like an embrace or something there's like there's recognition and uh and you can see like the big guy who almost looked like a white power bill like (laughs) He was pacing with, like, a black guy with a jerry curl ponytail with scars on his face. And they were pacing the diagonal back and forth the entire time. I th- from what I heard afterwards, I think black guy with jerry curl was on drugs. And maybe white guy was just trying to keep up with them. Right. But they, they, they just, they're in there so much that they can't sit. They'll get hemorrhoids. Like, they just pace. Okay. And uh, it, it was scary. I, they took my glasses so I couldn't see anything. Uh, so I, I was worried that I'd accidentally make eye contact, right? Because I, I'm fucking blind without these. Like it's really, really bad. And so what? Was, uh, what do you think would have happened if you made eye contact? I don't know. Like, it's I would, just like a note. You, you know what? No, I don't think it, maybe yeah, this was an early in the process, and I was still really naive. You know, I'm like don't make eye contact with the criminal. Yeah, no, I'm not saying you're sleep, wrong. You not know? bad advice, though. I keep yeah. and I keep forgetting about that part of the story that you don't have your glasses because yeah, like I can't yeah. see shit either. It's like that would be fucked up. It would make it all so spacey. It was weird. really the whole process was so surreal because of that. I was basically in this environment where. I couldn't call anybody. I couldn't write anything down. I was afraid of everyone around me, and I couldn't see. And I and I wasn't supposed to be there. Mm-hmm. And I was getting treated on par with all of these people. Like, uh, you know, cops wouldn't give me pencils because I could kill somebody with a pencil. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't do me any favors. Like, they would nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know the process, so I didn't know what was happening. And they they still, like... I learned a quick tactic, which was just to sound as soft, you know, the opposite of what they call hard, to sound soft, <laughs> and just, like, go up to the bars and say, like, um, excuse me, sir, if you have a moment, would you be able to explain something to me? Mm-hmm. I don't think that they hear that in that way very often, and so mm-hmm, I think yeah. they can recognize a difference. Um, but even still, it depended on the person. Mm-hmm. Some of them just were been there too long, and they just, they're there to fuck with you, and that's the only pleasure in their life. Um, 70% of the people in there are domestic. That's what I learned. Yeah. Um, And it's the reason that I went to jail 
and the reason all of this happened, even though it didn't make sense for me to go to jail, um, is because it's uh, it's the economy. You yeah. know, it generates jobs, and it's important that I go to jail. So if you give them the opportunity to generate this money, it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. That's um, like I wonder because this is this whole like underneath the tip of the iceberg, learning all this stuff that we didn't know about how that end works. What if you just didn't go in that day? Like then, what would happen? Then they would have shown up at my work or here. Oh yeah, and it would have been so much worse because okay, they would have well, been like they would have embarrassed me. I guess that's good in a bad way. Then yeah, yeah, because you know, yeah. it still seems so crazy to me that you just like walked in. It's like hey, I just walked in, and then yeah, hi. Like, doesn't that buy you points? But I guess not. I'm really proud of myself though, as far as how I handled being around all of these hard people. I uh, I didn't act tough. Which was good because it would have been like fronting or something, mm-hmm. and like it would have been obvious. Because yeah, you're not tough, and I'm not um, putting you down. I'm saying you're not that. No, I'm not them. Okay. I'm not them. But at the same time, I didn't show any fear. Yeah. Uh, I asked questions about the process, and I like made eye contact with them, and I talked to them, and uh, it's weird. Like I developed friendships while while in there with the guys. Uh, there was this one guy. The only other guy that wasn't a hard criminal was Carl Pilkington, and he. <laughs> He was like a fatter Carl Pelkington, uh, right. but like a perfectly round head, the same, <laughs> the same type of speech. Uh, it was incredible, really. He was a TTC driver, and uh, he got into a domestic with his wife, and he's got a bunch of kids. There was one four years ago, though, so he's in a much worse way. It was so sad. Like He got his brother to come and bail him out, and he was all set to go, and this was on Wednesday. And then he couldn't come until the next day, and so it was on Thursday. And then halfway through the day, his fucking brother was too busy and passed along the message through the duty council that he wasn't going to be there till Tuesday. So, like, like four more days? Like, yeah. Jesus Christ. And this is, like, the same as me. Like, well, he, he, he did hit his wife. He pushed her and, like, hurt her shoulder a little bit. She didn't call the police, but when she went to the hospital... Like, they, they asked her what happened, there. yeah. They got an obligation. Absolutely. And because, like, she did call the police once four years ago, like, it was pretty automatic and they weren't being lenient with him at all. Um, oh, but, man. You talk this, about, too, I mean, your double standards, right? That, I mean, that's what makes your situation so crazy is you're the one who got hit, man. Yeah. You got hit in the face. Absolutely. <laughs> like, Absolutely. And it's, like, weird, like, some of the guys in there was, like, trying to, like, make me say, like, you when you get out, you should call them and, like, press charges against her so she has to go through this, too. And I was just, like... Eye for an eye, oh, yeah. Why? That, that would not... Why? Like, you know, she made a mistake, like, you know... But, well, I am shocked at how forgiving you are. I think I would be a lot more pissed, but I certainly yeah. wouldn't put it I think I am more pissed. I'm, a, I'm annoyed, but honestly, like, it's weird. I would still... I would never put someone I, through that. I think I mean, we got... We, uh, we switched onto a different topic while I was saying it, but she's into this hippie shit, and one time she told me something about astral courting, which is when you sort of get into a meditative so, like, sleep when you're like dreaming, sound. and you sort of, like... It's almost like... Uh, American tale when they're singing and they're looking up at the same moon like you just Mm. sort of like consent each other and uh, fuck there's very little else to do in jail and so (laughs) at one point I tried doing that with her so I'm just picturing you flying on this iron bag going somewhere out there yeah yeah pretty much Pretty much. I mean, I see. I guess that's the thing. I can see that side of it too. I mean, it's so easy once you're getting in deep with someone to 
you know, they they, they can overstep all kinds of bounds and you still want to make it work. Whereas like with me and Craig, we don't know this girl. So we hear the story yeah. and we're like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> like, she did what? <laughs> but on but the I can see where if we yeah, were dating yeah. her, it'd be different. But I also can see... We should date her. All three of us as roommates. <laughs> I can see... Moon dating, we'll all just stare at the same. <laughs> but I can see her, her urge to do this. You know, not, not to say that, like... It's a little far, but like I can see, like if Jenna and I got in a crazy fight, I can see her like going like, "Yeah, fuck you!" Like yeah, I'm gonna I'm call the cops. Call you get out of here, Mister. Yeah, so, I feel like if I were a, a woman, I would be crazy on nine out of ten counts. But I don't think I would do that. I can't see the actual calling. Well, you fear and hate it. the cops like any rational person. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but but girls don't. They don't understand the difference. Yeah, yeah. like it is. It is a gender difference. Huge. Like they think. You know, like, generally police are there to help, and they'll just come talk to you and get you, Yeah. you know. No, like, nobody thinks that, like, that there's not this kind of crappy system around it. They're just looking for the immediate justice. And that's right? why I don't blame her. Like, I mean, like, you know, was there physical contact? A little bit. Did I deserve to go to jail? No. Did she want me to? No. Did I want to? No. I mean, it didn't make any sense, but... She didn't realize the ramifications of what she was doing. And that's why it's so easy for me to have no malice towards her and to totally forgive her. Um, Because of the situation, we can't see each other, I can't contact her. But the worst part about this whole process for me is the fact that she has these cancer treatments that she has to go to. And her family's in Vancouver. And I'm the guy who brings her to them and, and makes sure she. Legally not allowed I, to go. I buy her groceries. I bring her home from the treatments when she's weak. I read to her. And now I can't do this because of. We got into a fight because she's crazy. I'm impatient. She made a mistake. And now I can't be there for her. Mm-hmm. And so. Yeah, I don't know. She's, uh, from what I understand, talking to her in the first jail cell, she's just not going to go to the court date, and so... I guess she talked to somebody who's confirmed that that's the best way to go about this? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. I just plead not to. I wouldn't want them to be like, well, we have to put this, we have to postpone this until marriage shows up, and now you're fucked for a week. No, I plead not guilty. She doesn't go to, like, say anything to contradict that she just says nothing by not going and then it's just gone um that's something that's weird about it too is like the uh because yeah you just assume honesty is the best policy and cooperate and it's so weird to think now that you've been through the whole thing like like you're saying like it's better not to talk to the cops at all at all like I, i told them exactly what happened you know i was yelling at her because i was angry we were talking about her ex-husband and about how she like breaks up with me so easy and like how much i love her and i was getting heated and so she slapped me across the face because she was angry and i was being disrespectful by yelling a little bit too close to her and so she slapped me to create distance and then in reaction to being slapped i pushed her away from me and grabbed my glasses I mean, that's that doesn't seem like it, it, it's bad to me. That's just a strong, passionate fight. One that's not a sign of a great relationship and can't happen that often because who can live like that? But, uh, but it's not a crime. Say, you know mm, what I mean? Isn't that the wedding ceremony in Malta? Like a strong <laughs> yeah. slap from the woman and then the man gives her a little, a little push on the shoulder and then you're married. Yeah, it's... Um, it's two or three. <laughs> it's traditional. It's true. And then you eat a pastizzi, absolutely. <laughs> it, um, 
Yeah, because that would be my impulse too, is like, let's cooperate, let's go along with this, let's answer any question honestly, and it's just fucked up that you're not supposed to do that, you know? That's not a good sign for the system. But yeah, Just an example I have, I mean, it's a much simpler and less mm. severe example, just like how you're not supposed to, you know, be honest with the police. I, uh, when I was in college, me and my buddy who was also in Burlington drove to, well, he drove to Pub Night, and literally... He had one beer at pub night like an hour before we left and then he was driving so we leave there was a ride program as there often was and he's like shit like i had one beer like what do i do do i lie do i tell the truth i'm like dude just tell him you had no beers and, and you'll drive on like you're not drunk and he said if they asked him and he was he chose the honest route and he said i had one beer like an hour ago but like that's it they pulled another car, gave him a breathalyzer, happened to blow over. Oh, man. Like, the breathalyzer, I don't see the breathalyzer as necessarily, I'm not saying, I'm not trying to advocate drinking and driving, but he literally had one beer the whole time at the bar. But isn't that true in every situation, in business, in a relationship with the cops, like, your goal is to be honest, but it's not... It's not pointillism, you know what I mean? Don't give like, details it's, it's you don't a, need to give. It's a broad stroke. You have to tell the truth about your intentions and who you are. Yeah, but omitting facts But yeah, you have to tell details. You have to acknowledge your audience and speak to your audience. Well, I think that's what court is for, right? Like, that, that, that's exactly what court is for. Like, don't talk to the cops, talk to the court. Mm-hmm. You know, because that, that's really there. Well, don't talk to the cops, talk to your lawyer, and have your lawyer talk to the court. Well, <laughs> yeah, don't represent yourself yeah. is rule number two. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What does that, that say? That uh, anyone who represents themselves has a fool for an attorney? <laughs> uh, it's yeah, because even this situation, it's nothing. She's not going to go. Well, she, so she says. Um, first offense. <laughs> you imagine she shows up and fucking nails your ass to the wall and we never see you. Like, I, would gu- like, I would make sure that it was worth it. Like Gus Petch. I'm gonna nail your ass. <laughs> I was thinking too, I was like, I wonder what would be worse. Like, if we, we were already kind of trained to not think it was weird that you weren't here. But what if we weren't and like, you know, day two, day three, like, where the fuck is Keith? Like, but we couldn't get in touch with you. We couldn't do anything. Well, you almost got in touch with me. Um, I'm jumping ahead a little bit. It fits in. Um, Thank you, by the after way. The, <laughs> after the first day, uh, I realized that I was in trouble, and I couldn't contact anybody. My family lives in Mississauga. I thought I'd be able to deal with it that first day. So the only logical contact numbers to give them were the two of you guys, Keith and Craig, so that you guys could come down there and bail me out. You don't need to bring any money. You just like say, like, yeah, I live here. I'm with them. Like, I'm a surety is what the criminals call it and uh and then i could go home problem is i didn't know your numbers they said what is your number and i'm like i don't know their fucking numbers like we live in a cell phone age i don't know anybody's number except my 80 year old grandmother who i was not gonna call to tell that i was in prison (laughs) it's funny because that's the only number i know yeah that's funny what are you wearing (laughs) the keith you and i should give uh, bartender Keith's grandmother our phone numbers so that he can call <laughs> oh, his grandmother yeah. and be like, hey, do you have my roommate's yeah, phone number? Yeah, that's such phone, a good idea. Just get her to put them on a cork board, yeah, <laughs> just so they're there. Yeah, because that's like one of the morals of this story that I'll never follow up on is like, I should memorize at least one person's number, but yeah, I know I, I should, won't. I've got my dad's number memorized, so I should give my dad your phone numbers. 
Yeah. You know, for whenever I beat somebody and go to, I mean, allegedly beat someone <laughs> no, this and go to prison. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm going to rape you tonight while you sleep. Uh, like you learned some two nights techniques. in jail and suddenly you're an expert on fucking rape. Well, I have so learned. more than you. I know. It's, it, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of lingo. Uh, because these people there's was, ass rape mouth rape <laughs> I was the only one that and me and Carl Pilkington were the only people that were in there for the first time uh, or that weren't pros anyway he was in there for a second time I was the only one there from the first time and uh, there's so much lingo like they spend so much time in jail that they have a term for when they're not in jail they call it hitting road <laughs> It's, it's like, like it's like trailer park boys. Like they literally go to jail at the end of each season. <laughs> yeah. Like what? When did you last hit road? Like yo, man, I was out for like two weeks, like back in April, and it's it's crazy. Two it's weeks. insane. That's crazy. Like they must just not have apartments because I mean, <laughs> why your residence is jail. You go out for two weeks and then it's just like yeah, why bother? Just hang a lot of them don't. Two weeks a lot of them don't. Like a lot of them no, like serious. Like get back to jail, jail, check all your mail. Like it's all the yeah, for you yeah. in jail. It's, Ooh, yeah. I, what's your clearinghouse? I, I heard one guy talk about how like the Don was just a rat hole and he didn't like it there. So like he did right and he got out and then fucking like pulled something like and ended up going back in so he could go to the west. The West is the prison, is what they call it. Oh, the other it's, prison? Uh, yeah, it's out by the airport, which is, uh, I'm coming to. But, uh, yeah, you get the West, and then you get your different ranges. So if you've seen Oz, like, within a celled-off area, there's a common area and a bunch of cells ar- in, around that common area. When I heard this, the, the whole story, I pictured half Oz and half Dave Chappelle's Half-Baked. <laughs> See, I, I, my only real frame of reference because I don't watch that much prison stuff is Shawshank, so I imagine you with. But well, you got a cap on your hat right now; would totally fit in Shawshank. But I yeah. imagine you with the old timey clothes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no <laughs> I'm sure doubt. That's not how no it was. Doubt. Um, I just picture him. And you were at the dawn, the bars, the dawn jail. No, 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 no. Well, a lot of fish. First and foremost, <laughs> I, I first went to Fifty Three Division at uh-huh. uh, Young and Eglinton, there for seven hours. Then they took me to Fifty One Division, and I was there overnight. Uh, woke me up at 6, left by 8, uh, picked a bunch of other people up, and I was at court in this big cell with all the hardened criminals Right. Uh, until 10 o'clock when court started. I don't know if it, was, it must be order of priority or because I got arrested that like afternoon before, maybe it's an order of arrest. But whatever the fucking order is, I ended up being really, really late. Um, so I told them that Keith and Craig were my contacts. One, I didn't want to tell my family. It's embarrassing. And two, they're the most practical because they live in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Um, Speaking of not wanting to tell your family, I told my dad that you went to jail. What? But he doesn't know which Keith, so it's all right. <laughs> you can just say his name. God friend. damn it, Craig. I, told, well, I had to tell him why I wasn't coming to, to Burlington tonight. Oh, oh fair enough, fair enough. Okay. okay. I, was, I don't know. My dad doesn't know either of you, so I figured there was Is no your dad going to care? No. Yeah. Oh, fair enough. Okay. I explained that it was a misunderstanding and that, like, you know, Mary backpedaled and Mary, like, said things she shouldn't have said. Oh, you told them a lot of stuff about it. That was that, <laughs> what I just said. Those words were about Look, that, what Craig and I tell his dad <laughs> is between. <laughs> up top. Up top. I also wanted to say, real quick, just for the visual, you are in the yellow jumpsuit, right? No, no, no. Not at this oh, point. Still not I think this episode point. should be yeah. called. Because uh, you worded it so or well orange. last night when you told me an orange jumpsuit to call my own. That's a good episode. <laughs> that is a good I, title. I was thinking just simply like you know the one where the other Keith goes to jail. I, I was gonna say uh, well I don't want to say your last name do I? 
Can I say your last name? No. No, just okay. these other Keith. Come on. Okay. Um, Colin Keith McNabb. We're on episode 160, <laughs> Joel. You haven't figured this shit out yet? Oh. <laughs> okay, never mind. Mine won't work without your last name. Anyway. So. Oh, really? Yeah. Just saying. We'll I don't, I don't know. Like you have to say now. Mr. Blah, blah, blah goes to jail. You know, like Mr. Okay. Smith goes There's a lot of story, no, Joel. i got to keep the ball rolling here. Okay. No, I'm sorry. Okay. We're good here. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Look at that hardened fucking... He just shut you down. He learned that in prison. It's all, it's all in the, the eyes. It's scared. all in the eyes. Absolutely. Well, you saw that? Yeah. I hid that good. Um, I made it myself. But uh, a Tetra Pack? <laughs> yeah. No, I made a paper airplane out of the Tetra Pack, though. Oh, nice. Yeah, I peeled off the outside, so like it made the just the foil part with the paper coating on it a little bit thinner. And I folded it into an airplane. It was terrible. It didn't fly at all. But I loved it so much. I carried it with me throughout the whole process. Really? And then nice. when I then when I hit finally hit road, I fucking threw it and it just right to the ground. And I was like, cool. And I walked away. Wow. Yeah, but. Anyway, so I can't get bail because these two fucks, I don't know their numbers. Mm-hmm. And I'm so... I says, Say that like it's our fault. So I says to them, I got my phone in my bag. Could you please just get my phone? The numbers are in there, you know. I'm the youth of today. I don't know any numbers. I rely too heavily on my cell phone. I apologize. Could you please look at my phone? And they're like, well, I don't know. Like, we'll talk to our supervisor. So I don't know if they're doing it or not doing it. Court recesses at one o'clock. We get a shitty ass lunch. I get a tuna sandwich and some apple juice. No this pizza time. pockets. No, Fuck. It, it goes downhill, man. It goes downhill. Yeah, the the halal sausages were not dope. <laughs> but, <laughs> but at least they were halal. They, they were definitely halal. Um, Oh, fuck. Anyway, so, like, it ends up being, like, court ends at 4.30, and this goes until 3 o'clock, 3.15, by the time I finally get called into court. And they have the court thing, and they say, like, well, we couldn't get the numbers because the phone was dead. I'm like, okay, oh, what? So you, they weren't even letting you touch the phone. No. You told them which names to look up. Absolutely. I was like, I have no lock mechanism. These are the two names. I look them up in the phone. They're listed by their names. But the phone was dead because it's a fucking iPhone 4. I'm sorry, Joel. <laughs> Not to tie this back. <laughs> you know, I've made this argument before about why my phone, as a phone, is better. Because, yeah. you know, I charge it once a week. Mm-hmm. And just saying. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, this is definitely... From, like, a regular cell phone to a smartphone, I was like, what the shit? How, look how often I have to charge this thing. It's awful. Before like, you don't want... Yeah, we, That's why easily. criminals don't have smartphones. They have burners. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Because you don't have to charge them for seven days. And also you can throw them away. Yeah, I think that's why. But the burners aren't smartphones. No. It's no, also not cheap phones. That's why they, that's why it's a burner. No, but if you're really balling, if you fucking wearing your gold and shit, you fucking like why not get the most expensive phone you can and fucking throw it away after a day's work, man? Fucking because that's why would you spend eight hundred dollars? Because on you fucking can. The same reason your fucking right. car jumps up and down and you got those rims. <laughs> that's uh, that's a good point, dude. That's do you see him looking in his eye? You're, you're back, dude. Yo, yo. <laughs> sorry, I'm fucking sorry, talking. Sir. Sorry, sir. So you got your back tires, <laughs> Keith? Please. So you got your back tires out further than the body of your car, so people fucking fat bitches can't sit in the back seat because they'll weigh that down and you'll fucking grind that out. But it looks fucking dope, all black. Black car, fucking black, fucking tint, black rims, black Word. wheels. Word. What are you trying to say, man? Preach out, son. 
See, Joel would get stabbed yep. and raped. <laughs> no, right we're on air right now. This is a family show, so we're gonna we're gonna have a conversation afterwards. <laughs> it's not a verbal conversation, Joel. It's weird though. Like you, like it, it, it makes you. It, it legitimately does make you hard to be in this situation. Though, it makes like, you hard. It makes you hard. <laughs> There's the title. Fucking jail made Keith hard. <laughs> I'm talking about Fred. Yeah. Uh, oh. <laughs> Worst five ever. <laughs> I, I got. That'd be a great name for a movie. I got hard in jail. <laughs> uh, other Keith gets hard. Okay. This, uh, this this Palestinian guy came up to me at one point. And uh, he looks at me, and at this point I've been in there for like two and a half days, and my Jufro was fucking at maximum length. <laughs> and fucking my Jewish boss from Lot 16 thought I was Jewish. I got a look. Right. I got a look. And so this Palestinian guy looks at me, he's like, yo, man, you Jewish? And I look at him, and I, Maltese is not enough. Yeah. So I tell him... Nah, man. Uh, Maltese and Egyptian. Yeah. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> and so after that point, he's my close friend. Really? But yeah, nice. throughout the entire process, like, he was really, really cool. Like, he, I love the guy, but if I was Jewish, he would have shipped me. <laughs> so, right. yeah, so he bases his friendships on race. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. It's weird, though. It's like a, a, a mob mentality. Like, we had this one of the times in the, in the wagons, we had a, a gay, like, cop. And he was driving the wagon. And you can hear he's he's clearly gay in his mannerisms and Settle his speech. Settle down back there, boys. <laughs> Honestly, that's not far from oh, it. Let's not forget to bring up gay Batman later. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. I run into my notes. Okay. Right. But at some point, like there's a lot of traffic, so we're taking a long time. And then when we get to College Park where the court is, uh, Sobey's truck or a metro truck had pulled in ahead of us. It was unloading groceries, and so we had to wait for it and the prisoners started getting riled up like they would start hammering the thing like yo man let's go and like one guy's like yo I gotta take a shit and he's like you can fucking wait you knew we were gonna be on the road why didn't you go before we leave deal with it it's like the other guy's like oh it's hot in here man oh it's cold in here man like they're just like it becomes a chorus of ridiculousness that none of it's and gonna the, be effective it's, everybody's got a shit eating grin on their face the whole time right like, well no because they're really frustrated right they're frustrated like the one guy even goes so far as to say he needs his puffer, but it's after such an extensive line of bullshit that there's no way that they're going to listen to even the puffer thing. Yeah. So if it could have been legitimate and he could have died. It right. wasn't legitimate. Right. And they're so used to it not being legitimate. But right. if a guy needed his puffer, but he would not get it's it. it's sort of the opposite of the boy who cried wolf. Like... Mm. The cop. Well, no, it's exactly the boy who cried. No, it wolf. is exactly not the opposite. <laughs> Up top, Craig. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Hot and wrong. That's, I don't what I, that's what I feel myself on. Fucking yeah. But uh, this gay cop, he uh, it got clear, and some. And so he was trying to back up, and he was doing it real stutterly, and because we were being so annoying, he was taking his time. And so the one guy mentioned, like, that he was like a faggot, and. How did he mention him? What did he say? Uh, what was the first? What was the first f bomb dropped? The first f bomb was like, I think fucking move it, you fan faggot. They started calling him Nancy. Um, they started like just like going, and it sort of like became like an escalating chorus. It was cascading. Faggot. 
faggot. No, not like that. It was just like it was one-off comments, and they yeah. were just like increasing in volume and frequency. Crescendoing. Yeah, they were crescendoing, and I'm so ashamed of it. But I needed to not be stabbed. Yeah. And no, so like, I, 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 fo- I followed the I followed the crowd. And actually, like, fucking, like, made a, a homophobic slur at somebody for the first time in my life because I didn't want to be killed. I don't think anyone but the faggots can hold it against you. <laughs> Thanks, Craig. <laughs> uh, what I yelled out is he was uh, having a hard time backing up and around the corner. And so I was like, oh, you back that ass up, princess. And it was the first comment that got everybody... All the prisoners cheering. They really uh, liked it. Okay. And you could hear him saying, like, shut the fuck up from the front seat. It was the first one that actually got to him. It was like, I'm a writer. I got, I got in there. I found the truth, and I hit it. Do you think, too, they could maybe feel the vibe? They're like, we turned him. We got this boy. He's yeah. with us now. Oh, no, no, no. They, I felt the vibe where they turned him. But more than that, their main concern, they don't give a fuck about me. They felt the turn with him. They finally got to him. He finally was rattled. And at that point, they were laughing. They were smiling. Like, they're having a great time. To the point where when we actually got out of the For the a moment, wagon, they felt like free men. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm going to get free. Yeah, no. And the, it was a small victory. It's ridiculous, but it was a small fucking victory. And I felt... Every man in that prison truck felt free. Yeah, I would I like to say the same thing happened for other Keith. <laughs> But that was not the case. <laughs> oh dear. I felt like a Moses in that moment. I gave them that, that, that glimmer of hope. It was great. Oh, damn. It was great. But anyway, because the uh, my phone was dead, I said, well, my charger's right next to it. Can you please just plug it in and then we'll get those numbers and we'll get me home. We'll get these guys over here. I'll buy them a bunch of beers. And they're like, oh, no, no, we can't, we can't plug it in. We can't charge it for you. Sorry. Which is like they could. Of course they, they could. Totally, yeah. They just don't feel like walking all the way back over there. And yeah, they can't. They in. can't do that. They can't give you like they can't give you a pencil. Obviously, They're not but there they can't for write you. anything They're there down for, them. for like, you. They don't give a fuck. Yeah, they really. But it, they, like as soon as they have the slightest, most like re- slightly you, reasonable excuse to give you to not. Now do what you these want people to. fucked with me hard, so understand my position when I say this. Bent over, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'll give you the dung chim. <laughs> Which Mary tells me is poo needle. In Korea, students yeah. take two fingers and they shove them up their teacher's ass and they say "dong chin." Yeah, I've heard of that. That's yeah, yeah it's like poo a, needle. Yeah, it's like a I don't know a prank. Or yeah, it's a prank. They do when the teacher's going up the stairs. Right. Yeah. Um, fuck. But anyway, uh, what the fuck was I talking about? Actually, hold on. I'm just gonna just save this file. Just right, take a break. I'm just going to start a new file, just in case. Just a safety case, file. Because we don't want to lose all that, dear God. Two episodes, that's incredible. Well, I figure I'll put it out all together, because it would kill people to wait. Yeah. 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 I mean, wait, you know what, Keith? They're right. It would kill people to wait. Let's do it. No, just like an Listen, extra... You know, I got I to get a fucking pedal up in here, so I can play this properly. Prison if I drink this. That's it. This is Craig Webster's warm-up part for other Keith, no, original Gangster Keith's introduction to our next segment. (laughs) I am 
your host, other Keith. <laughs> I am the one who went to prison <laughs> and picked up most unfortunate accent. Uh, hello, it's me, the Vinyl Count. You haven't heard from me uh, for a while because we've got no letters. <laughs> or we've ignored them. Yeah, That's more like it. Yo, Count, you in here on weekends? Do you have a song now? to play? Uh, I got a song now I want to play. Do you bring any cigarettes? Keys. I got some cigarettes. You got some fucking cigarettes? You got no weed? Uh, I don't have the weed! <laughs> fucking comes in on weekends, doesn't bring fucking weed. Alright, okay. Too, too drunk to remember all the This is my ode to other Keith. Okay. Okay. Right, racist TV wonder shit. For a second, other Keith was in the clear. But he almost got a cock in the rear. <laughs> he had to wear an orange jump jumpsuit. <laughs> they made him eat some shitty food. Oh, no, no. And he got hard. The system fucked him in the ass. Prison yard, fuck in the prison yard, despite the fact that he has such class. And we love him, we all know that he's a stand-up dude. But now we're but now we're scared of his hardcore prison attitude. Hardcore prison what you saying, man? Pretty good, right? Fuck look at me like that. Other Shut this fucking thing up. <laughs> Maybe if I had to write down those, I couldn't remember that many lyrics. It's like, this song's way too complicated. That was, that was so this is uh, Other Keith Goes to Jail, Chapter 2. Uh, this is the part where... This is the part where... Well, this is the part where Other Keith gets fucked by the system. This is the part where Other Keith gets fucked by the man. They wouldn't plug in my phone and I couldn't get their numbers, but because I was last in the list and I didn't get dealt with till 3 o'clock, they could have checked at 11 o'clock and they could have dealt with this and I could have given them my grandmother's phone number and bit the bullet and having my grandmother call my mom or my sister and have them come and get me. But that's more than you have the long-term effect that you don't want. Of your family knowing. Absolutely. But at the time, I'm in jail and I'm scared and I would deal with that to get out. But you didn't? No. No, because I couldn't. Because I couldn't. Because I couldn't, because it was 3 o'clock, the court was ending at 4.30. No, you totally could, because they were going to call me or Keith if they had your phone number. You could have just given them your grandmother's phone number. You could have done we, that. We were already in the court, and that part of the, the process where the duty council does that was finished. They're not going to go back and, and go, do, go back downstairs and make another Wait a call. Minute. Yeah, but at the time, previously, at the time, you could have called me and Keith. You could have called your grandmother. Absolutely, I but, I didn't, I, but I didn't know. Want to give me a little bit? I didn't know that they couldn't get your numbers. Now. Until we were in court. Get your own rum. I'm sorry. That's okay. That's okay. Sorry. He wanted some of my rum, and there's a bottle of rum in front of him, and dear God. We're all starting to get a little fucked. Yeah. All right, Craig. The long... <laughs> oh, I had a bad day. Up top. Up top. I love you, bro. I love you. Focus. Focus. Everybody focus. The long and short of it is that they waited until the very last minute to tell me, oh, this way you wanted to do it can't work because we can't get numbers from your phone. However, you, there's something called the uh, Toronto Bail Program because it's your first offense. You can just sign yourself out 
And <laughs> and so after two fucking days, I tell you. This. No, no, no. This is after. This is at the very end of the first day, uh, oh, or okay. the second day, really. But right. like the first day in court. And they tell me, oh, well, you can bail yourself out. And I'm like, oh, perfect. Well, then let's do that. And they're like, okay, well, we're going to, because of the time of day, we're going to have to push that over to tomorrow. And that, Craig, is the point where I started crying a little bit. When I looked at the judge and I said, okay, so that means that I'm going to have to be in custody for another night. Yeah, that's it. I mean, when you were telling me the like first time last night, yeah, that was sort of the part where my jaw dropped the most, maybe. Other than the initial, like, oh my god, that's, like, what happened? Yeah. It, I couldn't even believe it. Like, from, like, the person who made the call trying to tell them that it didn't happen like she said it did, to spending a second night in jail because the system is just so slow and unforgiving. <sighs> It was just so frustrating and scary, and I just felt so helpless. And, like, I still don't know if I have my job because I had to, like, call two days out in a row. You know, I told them I couldn't come in because it's a personal emergency, yada, yada, but, you know, I still have to... I got to go in tomorrow morning and know that everything's okay. I got to work one shift before I know that it's okay. Yeah. Um, It's, yeah, it's terrifying. But uh, going back to, like, the prison, like, and actually, like, going to a the west as they call it which is out by the airport and getting put like strip searched Mm -hmm. and uh put into like an orange jumpsuit Mm -hmm. and uh being like just are you allowed to keep your underwear on under the jumpsuit no they give you other underwear damn i was wondering about that it's just man they give you under other underwear and other uh and other socks yeah it uh it's it's really scary because it's it's more like you see from TV and movies, like being in like a holding cell in the jail. It's actually more uncomfortable because there's no blankets and like you're on metal or concrete, depending on the the district. But it's less scary, you know. It's like it's like this is about to be over. Yeah. But once you walk into the jail and you go through that process and you get strip searched and you get changed. And they walk you handcuffed with, like, hardened criminals. Did anyone touch your nuts? No. Okay. No, nothing. Did anyone uh, try and kill you or something? Uh, there, there were a couple of scary things. Like, one was, one was perceived. What and I'm getting was, at, what I'm leading up to, I should just cut to the chase. Were any of your cavities searched? Mm. No. I didn't even think of that. No? No, it's weird, actually. The cops that processed me at the jail were really, really nice. Like, they asked me if it was my first time, and I was like, what's the difference? What's PC, what, which is protective custody, and what's gen pop? And I was like, well, what do I want? And they're like, well, if you're gen pop, you're in there with everybody, you know what I mean? You have to deal with that. Yeah, but PC if, sounds better. But if you, go, if you go into protective custody, one, you could just be in, in, a, in a cell with somebody who's really scared, or you could be in a cell with someone who's killed a bunch of children. And it's like just a roll of the dice why somebody's in PC. And once you're in PC, if heaven forbid you ever end up back here, once you're PC, you always get labeled as PC. And a lot of informants are in protective custody. So, like, you're just, you're, you know, a a constant victim after you make the decision to do that. But that sort of only matters if jail is your career choice, right? Uh, Absolutely. Absolutely. But it was enough for me, the fact that 
Yes, it gets me out of the general population, but I also have a roll of the dice that the worst of them is going to be right next to me. Mm. And that wasn't mm-hmm. worth it. I'd rather go for the average down the middle with all these people who are, are tough, but not criminally insane. Right. And uh, it was weird. Like I went into like a double-door sort of foyer into the, uh, they called them the range, each section. And... Uh, I was, this is where it gets like us. I was in. I was yeah. There was like they they, op- they opened up the one gate and I went in it and then they shut it and so I was between two sets of bars and all the people in the range were looking at me and I realized at this point like my Jufro is to the max. I got my glasses on. I'm fucking soft. I'm fucking small. Like <laughs> I'm not. I'm not one of them. So this prison got you soft. <laughs> no, no, no. It made me hard in general as far as like... <laughs> there it is. It you were soft when you went in. And you, you got hard. I'll, <laughs> I'll tell you, yeah. in the honest truth, it made me hard in relation to where I was. Uh-huh. Um, am I hard? Regardless, by right no now means, you're hard. No, by no means am I hard, but I'm hard in relation to where I was. I'm not naive anymore as to how fucked up things are. I love the fact that you're not even acknowledging that he's doing that. It's okay, it's all for the listeners. No, it's enjoyable to be. Liz Quiz, she's gonna, she'll understand. (laughs) Up top. (laughs) How many, that's like, good episode. Well, you gotta stay up top so the listeners know we're about to high five. Fair enough. Mm -hmm. But still, this is more than we generally high five. Otherwise, it could be a a firm slap. Who knows what the sound is? And again, 30 days. Whoa. Hey, you just touched Craig. We could call the cops. God damn it. That's an audio. Holy shit! Don't I never make... thought of that, man. High fives can be considered assault. That's uh, ridiculous. I'll make a I'll make a call. Yeah, just because my hands here doesn't mean you're Craig. Like, I hit it, Craig. <laughs> Craig, hey. Not or not down low, not around back, Keith. It's never okay. Hey, look at me for a second. Hold on, I'm trying to say something. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm sorry. I, I'm gonna say what <laughs> I was saying. <laughs> Holy fuck! <laughs> Fucking rum. guy. It's a hell of a drug. Yeah, yeah. Put him up. That's not rum. Where'd you get that non-rum, Keith? Yeah, I, no, don't answer. I know you got it from Joel. So when the criminals are looking at me and they're saying, hey, fucking, like, they say, hey, who's this guy? Like, fucking, like, what's he look like? And they're like, hey, man, hey, they're man, hey, you fish. What you look like? Yeah, they're, like, saying to each other, they're leaning around. So I kind of back up and get out of their view because I'm in a place where they're just sort of observing the whore before it walks out onto the stage. Mm-hmm. I, can I interrupt for one second? Quick coach's corner. Yeah. Quick coach's corner. Game game tips, ways to win the game, <laughs> things you should or shouldn't do when you're playing the game. Any game, really. This is probably the best use of courses yeah. of coach's corner ever. Really. And jail, <laughs> jail's the ultimate game. So it's, it has nothing to do with jail. Go Doesn't on, matter. Go, go coach. Nothing Show to do with coach. Jail. Go. Don't drink Captain Morgan on the rocks. <laughs> I put a little. God awful. I put a little water in mine. It's okay. Now my advice. Water in his room. Water in his room. My advice for dealing with any prison situation is to bust out a freestyle. I last saw Williams. Absolutely. Never question who I am. God knows, and etc. And they'd be like, "Dude, that guy's tight." Absolutely. He saved his life. Saved his life with poetry, man. That was beautiful. What was that movie called? Slam. Slam. Yeah, yeah, man. Slam. <laughs> yeah, you gotta watch that shit. You gotta watch that shit for real. Alright. Uh, so you're tight and hard. Carry on. I'm tight and hard. I'm fucking walking through the system. I got my fucking jumps on. I'm fucking walking into the range and all the people be looking at me. But there's all these tables in the middle of the room. 
and there's the outside of the tables, and then there's the place by the prison where all the cells are. And so I hear how they're looking at me, and I walk on the side where they are. I don't walk on the, I don't make eye contact, and I don't have an angry look on my face because that's stupid. Mm-hmm. But I don't show any fear at the same time. I'm not aggressive or vulnerable. And I just sort of walk directly down their path. Uh, I have my feet with the toes pointed out a little bit to make it look like I have big balls. Mm-hmm. And I have my shoulders tilted forward a little bit to make it look like I'm aggressive. Mm-hmm. But I have my eyes forward like I don't give a shit about what they're doing or what's going on. I have none of their business. And also you can't see them because they're all blurry. Yeah, anyway. I have no glasses on. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and I walk into my cell, and like I don't know the situation. Everyone's told me at this point that I'm going to have to sleep on the floor because all the prisons are really full. Mm-hmm. Um, but I get lucky, though. I don't have to sleep on the floor. I walk in there. There's a black guy sitting on the bottom bunk, and the top bunk's empty. There's a dirty pair of underwear up there. I have to, there's lots of books all over Wait, the place. Wait, dirty pair of underwear? Yeah, I don't know if it was his or the last guy's, but I just took the book, and I grabbed the dirty underwear, and I flicked it off the bed. And then I took the sheet in the pillowcase that they gave me before they gave me my duvet. I took two, but they wouldn't let me keep it. Mm-hmm. And uh, the nurse saw me, and then I went there. And I put the sheet out over top. And the it's about three inches thick, the mattress, but it's hard. Mm-hmm. And there's a built-in sort of hump that's the pillow aspect mm-hmm. of it. And because uh, you can smother somebody with a pillow. Right, sure. For yeah. sure, man. Sure. 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 Yeah, I mean, sure. just think of like all the stuff you went through <laughs> is because of decades of prisoners finding ways to just abuse anything that they get given. Absolutely. So let me guess: best sleep of your life? Uh, it was pretty fucking good. Would, it was pretty you fucking buy good. What are those? I mean, it's got mattress a, pillow. No, it sets? was compared, compared to, to the, the holding before, cell. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, sleeping on metal and then concrete. Mm-hmm. Uh, too cold with no blanket, and no pillow mm-hmm. is impossibly hard to someone like us. Okay, this is what I'm thinking. I bet I could handle it. Fuck you, you fucking <laughs> no, Asian-influenced no, no, no. <laughs> hippie. Wait, wait, wait till I finish what I'm saying, and we have our first customer. Yeah. You and I start a business bringing in the mattress-pillow combination. Call it, you, know? you don't deserve a real bed. <laughs> you don't deserve a real bed. It's self-flagellators. No, 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 no. Shit, shit, shit. You gotta drop it down. You gotta drop it down. The you don'ts. <laughs> the you don'ts. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, we can cater to, like, convicts who have recently gotten out of prison. And Integration. the McNally's of Integration, the world. yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Although it would have to be really cheap for McNally to buy it. <laughs> if I can, can I get one that just has advertising on it? <laughs> so you personally could be the poster boy for it. So yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll get you one for free. We'll hook yeah, you yeah. up. People buy that shit with food, man. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. Carry on. Uh, now that you're all hard now, now I'm all hard and I'm scared because this guy's in here and like people like because I made friends like with the Palestinian guy who thought I wasn't Jewish after I told him I wasn't well, you're Jewish. Jewish you know he's no. not Jewish I he know. just thinks you're half Egyptian yeah <laughs> I guess I look like I could be anything I tell somebody something whoever they are I'm that too I could think of things that you don't look like you are I'm not Finnish you're not Finnish mm. you're not, I'm not Japanese I'm not Japanese yeah so a couple of things I guess you could be Mexican technically, I but could you're be Mexi- not Mexican. I could be Mexican, mulatto, Greek, yeah, Italian, you could have like a black Maltese, you Egyptian. Could have a lot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I could be Jewish. If I told you I was Palestinian, am I lying? No, no. The Asians, though, the China, the Vietnamese, I'm not Asian, and I'm not Scandinavian. Yeah. That's yeah. about it. 
Or you could yeah. you could be half Scandinavian. You could you could be half Scandinavian, half half Negro. Half Negro. Yeah. yeah. Do we say Negro? Yeah, that's what we say. That's the politically correct way to say that. I I, I like black. Is black still beautiful? No, no, black is no. the way to go. Black I, is the new black is the real thing. No, brown I is the new say black. Whatever words, just not call me guy who just got back from India. But I heard that brown. Let's just name colors black. for twenty minutes. Anyway, carry on. With your <laughs> yeah, story. yeah, yeah. Anyway, I fucking go in this fucking joint and fucking like dirty underwear and shit. I put my bed up and guy down there looks at me and fucking he's a black guy with these twists and he's fucking like. He's Saul Williams. He's Saul Williams. I went from Carl Pilkington to Saul Williams. So he was black as night. He was black as night, and he was a crackhead. Was cold as ice as well? He was cold as ice. Craig. I've had some rum. <laughs> Craig, I'm going to give you an opportunity to speak later, and it'll be best for all of us if you wait till this that moment. This is your podcast, Keith, by the way. Joel. I hate to bust this you out. Want to ship this month Joel, what, Joel, hate, he's our guest, you bitch. Joel, I need you to have a conversation with him. It's in your best interest. Go. I'll take him back. Come on, All right. I'm not going anywhere. But uh, this guy, it's weird. His name is uh, Christopher Kevin K. And I'm like, really? You're a black man who looks like Saul Williams, and your mother named you with initials that spell out KKK? <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, did you say that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh no, because you, you don't. Understand. I wouldn't ship you either. No, honestly. we were we were talking. Adorable. We were we were talking. We were yeah. The fact that I said that to a black crackhead in prison is pretty impressive. But we were talking about like books and philosophy, and I told him my situation. And his father has hyperthyroid, and so like sometimes like the man who he was, now he's either just super nice and soft, or super like angry for no reason. Like it's split his personality, mm-hmm. uh, and I, I was identifying with that and it was cool like he uh, instead of graffiti he just writes uh, one line phrases and like poems like that express how he's feeling on buildings all over the city and so I wanted to contribute to this so I told him my favorite like one line off to just good for the situation and because I noticed there was a little bible uh, up near his bed it's a quote from St. Augustine which is when he said uh, oh lord Make me pure, but not yet. And I told that to him, and he was like, oh. That's a good one. I fucking like that. (laughs) I like that. And so he gave me a marker and got me to write it up on the wall, and I wrote it right above the bars on that little space between the bars and the ceiling. My own contribution to the West. Like, fucking in my own range in prison, I write fucking St. Augustine (laughs) on the walls. Oh, Lord, make me pure, but not yet. (laughs) Holy shit! Yeah, yeah, and I bet everyone who's in there is like, I wonder what like hip hop song that's from. Yeah, <laughs> or everybody in there is like, oh, this nigga was so hard. He was here for so long. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, it was all it was all weekend. <laughs> it's weird. I don't know what it is. I don't know why I can forgive Mary so easy. I don't know why I can identify with the cops and the cons. I don't know why. I feel like I have this bond with KKK. <laughs> I honestly like I'm 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 definitely going to go back to the prison with a couple of my books that I think he'll enjoy after talking about literature. The only word I said he didn't understand was pariah and he was curious and he asked what it meant, but he used words on the same pay scale as that consistently. Mm-hmm. He it was cool man. He talked about how his parents they lived in the projects but Either they were vain or they were smart or they were just proud. 
But even though they were in the projects, while his friends' houses had like macaroni and cheese stains and cigarette burns and like fucking grease from fucking uh, greased out afros and shit, like on the couches, mm-hmm. um, his place was all like nice furniture and clean, and they had art on the walls and a piano. And him, his brother, and his sister, like he has his problems. He's a drug addict. The other two were doing good. Um, but they're all very eloquent and like they're very just kind and like educated kids. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's a drug addict, but he's smart. It was. Yeah, I'm gonna bring. I'm gonna bring him like Don Quixote, and I'm gonna bring him uh, some Dostoevsky because like that's like where he's reading. Mm-hmm. But uh, he's in jail and he's a crackhead. Yeah. But yeah, I couldn't have lucked out as far as the room goes, and it was a great sleep. It's uh, just the system really that fucked me. Like, the process was so yeah. slow and unforgiving. They had already decided that I was going to be a part of it. And they treated me like I was a bad person when I was in it. But when I heard the cops talk, they were talking about their children. And they were talking about their decks. And they were talking about getting too drunk. And they were just, they're a gang, but they're, they're friends. And they're just talking about their lives. And when they're it came down to it, and yeah, that. and the prisoners are just doing their jobs. Like when yeah. they're in there, they're socializing. Everybody knows each other. They're just talking about their day. You know, it's just... One thing, too, that's so fucked up about uh, cops that work in jails is, I mean, they spend most of their life in a jail. Like, yeah. what a fucking weird job. This, I would like to interrupt again and point out that Joel is so classy as to be pouring rum into his beer bottle. Look, I, I just don't have time to get up and go to the kitchen. You've got to be fucking going. fisting me. That is... I'm, I'm, I'm gonna Do you have any more beer in there? Yeah, live, live tweet it. No, 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 there's no uh, more beer. That's... Yeah, I really think too. I mean, there's really no no real upside to this whole event. It, with the only thing except for this know, episode, yeah, like and I, I don't know that it bounces out at all. But you know, Keith and I, the two Keiths, were quite down with the writing and stuff. And that's the one thing, the one value here is that now you'll be able to write about jail shit with just this authority. Like, yeah, mm-hmm, you can yeah. always tell when you're writing and you know you're just oh, writing that. out of your ass. And then when you're writing something you did, it just it's so much easier and so much better. I'm so hard right now. I'm even thinking about <laughs> smoking a cigarette inside, and you can all go fuck yourselves. Well, you, you know look what? at me, and you're not going to tell me to stop. I'm not going to, <laughs> but I could. Keith, yeah, I'm just glad that you weren't anybody's bitch. Kid, grab a slice. Nice one. Thank you. See, as we take a cigarette break. Absolutely. Well, after that, we have to. We have no choice. There we go. Back to business. <laughs> back to business. So do I, I start from scratch and just start telling my story? Oh, and then we get uh, back by the way, the Jay-Hole. Uh, Jay-Hole. I spilt nothing. Wow. Nice. <laughs> nice work. Hopefully we can edit that in and take out the before. <laughs> Joel. Look, I don't so, like... So, Craig, I, I just... I've gone through a lot. I need a little bit of wisdom to start off this next segment. Do you have anything oh. that you can teach us? Right. Da, 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 da. Coach's Corner. <laughs> I forget what I was going to say, though. Craig. I know we discussed this like 30 Why is it now the there. Hockey Night in Canada theme? Because <laughs> I'm drunk and I... It works so fucking well, my friend. You don't comprehend what... We gotta fucking do it. Craig, don't ruin it. There, we had a second coach's corner idea, and I'm too drunk to remember what it was. I don't know, man. Hit on Australian chicks on Twitter when you're drunk. Yeah. 
I think it was real advice this time you were saying. No, I know, but I don't remember what it was. Oh, well, let's skip that then. Well, okay, well, um, I was going to ask Keith if... Uh, you didn't spill shit on my floor. You I didn't, I didn't, fuck you. I didn't, see? <laughs> uh, <laughs> he spilled it right on the bottom of his sock. Exactly. It's amazing. Yo, Joe, you don't got to worry about him. I got you, man. Okay, <laughs> word. Uh, I want to know if prison has changed you, sir. Uh, or, sorry, Don Keith, as you want. No, 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 The truth is, um, I'm disappointed in the system and how cold it can be and how automatic it is. I don't like the way these kids are treated, but for some reason it didn't affect me to have, like, a negative perspective. Like, I still... I love and I'm concerned about Mary. I have no ill will towards anybody. I just, I feel fine. Yeah, um, Mary did kind of bone herself on this one, eh? She lost her cancer buddy. Yeah, I don't know, man. That's... Could have been worse. She could have had to pay some fine to the EMS. And you not go to jail. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you put it like that, Craig. <laughs> no, I can't. I can't feel upset with her. I don't know why. Well, I can. But, I, but, I but you know, I, I, like, I know, no, no, like, you know she, she's going through a lot of shit. And she, she didn't realize the ramifications of what she was doing. And I get that. There's times where I've done stupid things. I was in the backseat of a car with a guy who was driving like a prick on purpose. Hmm. And I had my coffee behind his head. And when he jerked his car, I over-exaggeratedly <laughs> dumped the coffee on him. And it went all over his white shirt and stained it. And this wasn't the same guy who was... This you, wasn't you were, This wasn't the guy you were eating a cheeseburger in front of while he was getting uh, booked in... Uh, no, 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 no. Who was that again? Who was that guy? Who was that guy? Who was that guy? So let me let no, me ask He was he was hard. He was hard. <laughs> he was whoever that guy was. I was hard until yeah. this story came out. Now I'm not nearly <laughs> as hard as you are. So let me let I me mean, ask he's you not this. Whoever we're talking about. Do you think you this make is me hard, uh, Craig? <laughs> um, if this is an Aesop fable <laughs> and we're to be being hard oh later in the episode. Aesop, go. Yeah. If this was an Aesop fable and we were trying to find find the moral of this particular dilemma, would it be like ladies fucking pay attention before you pick up the phone? It would be ladies, fuck you. No, no, no. I don't think that that's is it. it. Is because it fuck the man? Damn the man. Fuck it, the it's police. not. It's not ladies. It's not men. It's not. Uh, no, the it's de- the it's not the decisions that you make. It's fuck the police. It's yeah. fuck the system. That's well, since you really told me like it's. Been... Now here's the thing. It's weird because I have a mother and I have a sister. So I'm glad there's no gray area. Hey, me too. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, High five up top. I'm glad that they err on the side of caution. Yes. I'm glad that. They cut down on their liability. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it all makes so much sense to me. Well, you know, you were there in the case that you were like a repeat uh, wife beater who just happened to have a charming disposition. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I like to also interrupt and go back on what it has said about me, too. And I don't have a mom. Not but, but, but you did. You I weren't did. like a I test tube baby. I know what it's like. <laughs> yeah, I know what it's like. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ooh, I'm Craig. I don't have a mom. Yeah. Anyway, it's Craig, not, it's, Craig came really out of the test tube with 800 brothers. <laughs> grew up together. We've been joking a lot about like. I, I'm sorry about you not having a mom. That's yeah. fine. I'm not. All right. I, I, was, I realized when I said something that it was going to seem like I was fishing for sympathy. But I'm not. <laughs> 
I mean, I wrote a song about you, Craig. <laughs> does it sound exactly like the last it one? It does. It's I'll the exact same, same song. Yeah. With yeah. your name in, and it's about you going to prison. <laughs> doesn't really make any sense. But it ends with you not having a mom. It's all, it's all fine. As much as all this mom talk makes me hard, it's not really, it's not really about being hard as it is being hard is understanding all the little unwritten rules. Okay. You know, it's... Oh, uh, like the toilet? Yeah, like, like the, yeah, like the toilet. Exactly. Like it's. Uh, oh, tell the, us, the people, tell us about the toilet. Well, you don't flush the toilet at night. You don't flush the toilet at night at all. You um, two people. Have you don't shit at night because then it fucking fucks your celly and like he's got to like deal with the smell of your shit. You shit before that happens. You get yourself regular. You do what you got to do. But now you didn't shit the entire time you were there. No, <laughs> I didn't shit. And I didn't shower the entire three days. The so shower, yeah, the like thing. he said yesterday, yeah. like. Yeah, it's easy to not shower, but you just, you mostly lucked out on the not shitting. Yeah. Like, I guess fear and nerves probably help just, like, hold your digestive system back. And, and a bunch of, and a bunch of these... shit in front of a bunch of people. In a room full of these hardened criminals, I could not pull my pants down and take a comfortable shit. I had a hard time peeing, but, like, you know, luckily water did its thing, and I was able to do it so I didn't die. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it, uh... Yeah, no, it was fucking definitely weird. Definitely weird. Is that the end of the story? No, it's not the end of the story yeah. in the slightest. You seem to be. Yeah, no, out. it's I'm I'm, I'm drunk I'm and it sort of makes me a little bit sad. I don't know, I but uh, but the point is uh, the point is like it's it's all the different rules like. You learn not to flush the toilet at night. You learn that if you get bail for any reason, you don't eat your sandwich at lunch. You give it to the hardest guy there. And, like, you sort of, like, offer it as a gesture of, like... How do you know who the hardest guy there is? Do you go around and feel them all? You, uh... Yeah, you just sort of, like, gauge who that is. Or, like, oftentimes, like, people will ask you. So, like, yo, you give him bail? Like, fucking, give you a bail? Like, fucking... Do I get my sandwich, too? Leave the sandwich. Like, can I get your sandwich? And you leave it behind. Like, you know, you drink your juice or whatever. Like, it's, like, people do weekends a lot. People that have families. And I'm, like, again, the only one who's in there the first time. Most of these people are in there, like, six times, eight times, 55 times. Was there a nasty Nate there? Who asked for your cocktail fruit? Uh, no, I only had one scary thing, and it was nothing like that. It was mostly just fucking like guys, you Did know, putting out the putting out their plumage. No one claimed you as their bitch, like the squirrel master. No one claimed really me as the their bitch. Thing. No, it. Uh, the worst thing that happened to me was a guy who was talking to Carl Pilkington, <laughs> and so I thought he was cool because he was talking to my buddy, the TTC guy, who's like me. He's a fucking, he's a rookie, he's a virgin, like he doesn't know what's going on. And so I sort of like end up walking across the, the fucking cell and I'm standing next to him and he looks at me and I can tell right away that he doesn't like me. Either he thinks I'm Jewish or I look soft or I have glasses on at this point because I complained of headaches so they gave them back. Or he just tells that you're a fish. Or he tells him a fish or whatever. So he asked me what I'm in for. And I tell him the truth. I said domestic. You know, it's 70% of it's domestic. And I even go so far as to tell him how, like, it went down and, like, I shouldn't be there. And he was the first guy who fucking tried to scare me. But at this point, I don't know what it was. Like, I did, I did surprisingly well. I was standing next to this guy. He said, what are you in for? I said, domestic. Like, it wasn't like she said it was. But, you know, even when she tried to take it back, it was too late. And 
like an idiot because I've been so comfortable with all these other guys who generally are cool. I just am so comfortable with these guys at the moment that I turned to him and I said, what are you in for? And he looks at me and he's already decided that I'm a fish and he wants to scare me. So he says, I'm in for murder. And I said, and then he like, he's like, I look at him and he's like, I, yeah, I kill somebody with my hands. Oh, fuck. <laughs> they took his shoelaces away, but it don't fucking matter. And then he, then he looks at me and he kind of grins at me and he says, uh, uh, why, uh, would you want to testify on me? And I, I said, no. I don't even know what that means. And I, no, no, it's yeah. Do you want do you want to testify oh, against me? Okay, and right. I said no. And he's like, why? Did and you say because I don't want you to fucking kill me? No, it's because I look at it like, because man, I don't know nothing. Yeah. And uh, it's weird. Like I fucking I didn't turn away from him right away. Like he looked at me and said, like fucking, I'm in for murder, which is a lie. I heard him talking to other people. He was in for like drug running and shit. Yeah. But uh, he says to me, I'm in for murder. I killed somebody with my hands. Fish. You know? Yeah. And I say to him... Yo, cocktail. Yeah, I just I fucking stand next to him, and then I, I punch... The guy the, is nasty, mate. I punch the wall nasty. with my fish. With my fist. <laughs> and uh, I say to him, you know, like, fuck, man, I'm getting fucking hungry. And he's just like, you know, whatever. But I don't walk away from him. I stand there for, like, a good... 20, 25 seconds, and then I slowly lock, walk away from him because I'm just pacing away anyway. It was strange. Like, it was the closest situation where I've had somebody basically threatening me in a way. And uh, I was just so calm. I, I knew- Even that, like, hearing it as, like, an external story, that doesn't seem so bad. Like, you could have had it worse. I'm not saying it wasn't know, terrifying I'm... at the time. You could have had it worse. You could have been raped. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. it could have been much worse. It could have been much worse. Like, from when I was... That guy was just fucking with you. Like, I told you guys... It about... wasn't a threat. It was him fucking with you. I already you. told you guys about KKK, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, mentioned Yeah, fucking... Uh, yeah, KKK, I was in a cell with him. KKK could have raped my ass. No. Wouldn't it be weird if the Carl Pilkington dude just, he's like, how am I fitting in? And he raped you. He's like, look, guys, I'm doing it, right? <laughs> look, look what I can do. <laughs> yeah. I can do it. Nothing would surprise me in that place, man. It was fucking ridiculous. It was fucking ridiculous. Uh, so it's a Batman. Am I right? <laughs> yeah. Well, the, yeah, interlude, man. Tell us. Uh... So the whole idea of that dumb voice Batman does, right, in those new Batman movies, Batman. it's just so no one can identify him, right? I'm Batman. Yeah. So we go the other way with it. It could be any voice. Yeah, yeah, we might make it. could be any voice. We might make a video of this where I play. A, hey like, guys. A who just acts totally gay? Like, Stop what you're doing. <laughs> My mom called me Bruce, but you can call me Bruce, Batman. But, but my, my real friends call me Batman. Oh my god, it's the Joker. Oh my god, your makeup's so nice. Uh, I'm gonna have to take you away, but I, I really like what you've done with your face. Oh, I've got a question for you, Mr. Riddler. Hey, princess, back that ass up. <laughs> yeah, that would totally work. I mean, why not? Keith. Prison has changed you, man. And then it could be like in the new Batman movie after uh, Catwoman disappears on him, he turns around and she's not there, and he goes, So that's what that feels like. 
<laughs> we should redub that whole movie. Huh? Oh my god. I don't, I don't know. Really good. <laughs> yeah, I forget making a filming a video. Let's just see. I redub Dark Knight. I don't want to ruin all the fucking Rising. frivolity and shit, but Craig, I don't know if I mentioned this to you, but I kind of got you involved in the process. You did mention oh. it to me. That's why I got got a little upset with you earlier. I said well, thank you, which was sarcastic. <laughs> I was really scared, man. I had nothing else to do. I told you guys that fucking they wouldn't check the cell phone and so I couldn't get bailed out mm-hmm. and they told me about mm-hmm. the bail program but I didn't know how long it would take so there was this guy who was getting out he was getting bail this fucking criminal and they wouldn't give me a pen or anything and I didn't know any numbers but like he's like yo is your buddy on Facebook and I was like yeah man my buddy's on Facebook oh shit and so like but the guard wouldn't give us a pen so I took a, the styrofoam cup that I had been drinking the fucking grape drink out of, mm-hmm. and I used my fingernail to carve the name Craig Webster into the side of the styrofoam cup. Name into a cup. <laughs> and then I gave it to this guy. He was an alleged criminal. No, but he was really nice. <laughs> he was really nice. Old stabby was just fine. He was. He was no. He was a good guy. I trust him. Fucking, we're gonna get together. We're gonna go to a car show. It's gonna be all right. All right. Cool. You're not gonna yeah. do that. I hope you're not. Gonna what if he's involved though in some huge thing and it's like this usual suspects all this stuff and they find the cup that says Craig Webster <laughs> pulls Craig in they think he's the fucking ring yeah I didn't, See, I didn't there's, there's there's a lot of Craig Webster's when I search them up on Facebook one, the top one even reports being in Toronto that's not me like there's me there's this other one and then there's a bunch where like their location's not even noted yeah. so like maybe he just messaged like yeah. a few random Craig Webster I wonder yeah that other Craig Webster's got a message on his wall right now like yo dude your friend uh, Keith's in jail <laughs> just like what the fuck see, see I was pissed off when you didn't know that I was in jail cause I was like yo man the guy fucking bailed on me I got nothing I got no you know what no honestly if you ever need to get a hold of Craig just info at vinylcountdown.ca Info to vinyl countdown. Sam Morgan. You couldn't like, email either. You weren't able to email. No, but somebody else could, right? If somebody else could, yeah, Facebook, but I mean, somebody yeah, else could. No, no, it doesn't work Facebook. like that. It's no phone number. Plus, doesn't that just go to our email that we never check? Yeah. Our <laughs> cards would just archive it and not even pay attention. Yeah. I mean, that's the worst way. I mean, it's, I guess, our fault for not checking. Are you making bagels? Are you saying? Yeah. Nice. You guys like some bagels? Certainly. Yeah, I'll yeah I wouldn't mind actually. I'll make us some bagel snacks. Amazing. With peanut butter? Yeah. So yeah, it uh, the process is long. I go to it the second day in court, but uh, I start the Toronto Bell program, which is basically saying that I can sign myself out, which I couldn't do the right. first day. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's taken care of, but they make me wait until fucking four thirty before they let me out. And the guard said, like, yeah, the guy is upstairs typing and it's going to take two hours because he types like this and, like, gesturing with two fingers. Mm-hmm. And so I wait till the very, very end just because they want to continue fucking with me. The prison that I went to and the, my possessions were with me initially at the courthouse that came from the district where I was in the holding cell. But when things got fucked up and I couldn't get a hold of Keith or Craig and I had to go to prison for the night... My possessions were taken out to the west, which is out by the airport. Right. And so in the morning, I come to the court again, downtown, College Park, but my possessions are left behind. Right. And so when I get bailed, it's 4.30, and I have to get out to the airport before 6 o'clock to collect my wallet, my so keys, the my like cell you're at phone. Old City Hall down at Bay and Yeah. Yeah. Or Queen. Not exactly. It's, co- it's College and Young. 
It's College Park. It's like a, okay. they got Tim Hortons and a bunch of stores in there and whatnot. And oh, okay. The court. So yeah. you didn't go to the. I guess. I mean, no, I'm sure Toronto's it's the, it's the No, it's the main court. It's the main court for this anyway. So, uh, <clears throat> 4 o'clock in the morning, you have to get out to the other side. No, no, no. 4 30 in the afternoon. Oh, and I have to afternoon. get out there by 6 p.m. Okay. So you have an hour and a half to get there. I have an hour and a half to get there in, the in dead traffic. And I'm asking. Yeah, at rush hour. I'm asking everybody in the prison. Like the the inmates and the guards, I'm like, listen, this is a situation. Like, you know, what are the chances I can get down there? If I can get my buddy, my roommate's number, if I can call a cab, like, can I get out there in time? And they're like, you're not gonna get it today, not with the traffic. Mm. Uh, so I end no, up. Totally possible. I get out there with no shoelaces, <laughs> so I can't walk. Because your shoelaces are at the prison. By my shoelaces are at the prison with my wallet. And which I could get a pass with, and my phone, so I could call you, you have for your a ride. You, I have my glasses. Your wallet's at the airport. My right wallet's at the airport. My phone and everything. like everything. So I'm, I'm flopping around. Clearly, someone who just got out of jail because I have no shoelaces and I'm walking like and I'm at a court. I asked somebody for you a cigarette. Three bagel treats. Amazing treats. Yes. Thank you, sir. Oh God. Thank you. Now I'm gonna make another round. That was good. That is good. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It felt so good to hit road. That <laughs> there you are. Yeah. It felt so good to hit road that I fucking that cigarette that I bummed off that chick, like, it was just unbelievable. There was a Tim Hortons right there and I had no money and that broke my heart a little bit. But I I was waiting for the subway or the streetcar. Did they give ca- you a token or something? Uh-huh. It was weird. The uh, duty council, no, excuse me, the Toronto Bell program was mm-hmm. supposed to give me a token, but they closed early, and I was out late, mm-hmm. and they weren't around, but they have a, a Sally Ann on the premises as well, mm-hmm. and so they gave me a bus token. But as I was waiting for the streetcar, a cab sort of idles up to me at the corner, and so I approach it, it rolls wow. down the window, and I say, listen... I have to get to 111 Disco Road, north of the airport, the jail. I was in there last night. They have my wallet. They close at 6 o'clock. It's quarter to 5. How does a prison close at 6 o'clock? Fuck off. If we are the visiting hours. And still, the 6 o'clock is bullshit. It is bullshit. But everything about this is bullshit. Haven't you been listening? Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's That's a theme here. Fuck There's a theme here for sure. So I tell the cab, listen, how much is it going to be to get out to the prison? He's like... Like, I'm like, what, 50 bucks? And he's like, no, like 60 to 70. And I'm like, okay, can we do a flat rate for 60? He's like, I'll get you a flat rate for 70 and then I'll take you afterwards like to like the, like the subway nearby so you can get home. And I'm like, okay, if you can get there by six o'clock, awesome. I get my wallet and I'll pay you. It's a lot of money, but whatever. But if we don't make it on time, I can't get my wallet. And I'm telling you right now, I won't be able to pay the fare and I apologize in advance. And he's like, I can get there. So it's cool because it's in both of our best interests. I want my things because mm-hmm. I got to get my possessions and I got to work. He wants to get paid. Nah, and he wants to get paid. So he gets there with like half an hour to spare. Sweet. Like, it's amazing what he does. Like, he's great. He's a really nice guy. He's uh, from Ghana. Mm-hmm. We talk about the, the Black Stars, the Ghana soccer team, and how like they're breaking Yeah, that's what I mentioned to him, and he didn't think that was funny, and he didn't oh. understand the reference. Oh. No, it broke my heart. But, uh, yeah, and we go back there. I get my things. I I pay the cab, and I come home. It, uh, every cigarette, every coffee. I got a coffee when I came back. It, uh, 
it's strange. Like I didn't, as much as I didn't get angry and I didn't really get truly affected in a negative way about it, I definitely started to cherish like my freedom and like the ability to have a cigarette and a cup of coffee and to come home and talk to you guys and like tell the story and just to well, I wished when you first came home like I wish there was some way I could have made your homecoming like there's Better. more I could have done yeah, besides just welcome. just yeah. listening and going holy shit because I remember like whenever shit happens like when I got pepper sprayed or when my fucking house burned down like you just wish people would somehow make it more like take it more serious yeah. but there's a what can you do except listen to the story and go whoa <laughs> yeah you know what the truth is like maybe like you I wanted that at the time but it also makes it a thing, you know what I mean? And you can hang on to that a little bit. I help perhaps the fact that it was so unexpected to you guys and I came home and I didn't tell my family and it was just sort of weird and like, okay, well, you were in prison, weird, now you're home. It made me not make a big deal about it. And I think it helped me get over it to the point where I'm like, Mary made a mistake, the system is fucked, I learned my lesson, and no harm, no foul. Maybe I've lost my job, I'll find out tomorrow. And if I did, I'll get a new one. See, it is a shame, though, we weren't just rolling in cash. Like, I couldn't just go, well, let's go buy you an ice cream cake, Sonny, you know, or something. Yeah. Like, Absolutely. I don't know. Absolutely. Something. Um, <clears throat> sorry, you mentioned the Sally Ann earlier, and that's and only because we have international listeners. Uh, the, the Salvation Army. Salvation, which is like a charity. that it, like So the Sally Ann was actually operating within the within the, uh, the prison? Yes, it was in the courthouse. It was, uh, you had the court, you had... Duty Council, you had Crown, you had the Toronto Bail Program, you had the Sally Ann, like, you had all these different doors into different offices that were all these different separate entities that worked within the belly of the beast. So the Salvation Army or the Sally Ann, um, the rule, aside from giving you a token, it was probably to give, like, prisoners, like, new clothes or... Uh, yeah, or, like, actually, it's funny. The, uh, I signed a, a form when I got the token, and it was, a, like, basically a chart, and she, like wrote in the section where it applied but there was bus token there was sweater there was blanket there was like a couple shoes. different things so, yeah so shoes yeah. exactly so okay. there were the usual things that they had to give to prisoners so it's like like you get out of jail basically you need some shit there's a Sally Ann you can get absolutely it. and she was it was cool there was uh, this like slight but and not flamboyant gay black man like Mr. Rogers sweater kind of thing at like the sign out booth and when I went to go get my token at the uh, the Toronto Bell program and they were closed early I went over to him and talked to him and he was just so just straight up and like he like came out and like helped me out and he was like he tried to call them and they were closed early and I said is there anywhere else to get a token and he walked me over to the Sally Ann and like introduced me to Juliet like the woman there who was the absolute cliche of like a wise kind black grandmother like she was just like laughing and like he was like oh honey and like wait a second like sign this call me love god bless like all those good Baptist values it was mm -hmm. just so overt the cliche it was amazing um, and then like yeah I just like shook his hand and he took off and I eventually made it home and told you guys where I've been <laughs> wow and bagels oh uh, bagels two. are here Keith who's bringing the bagels I have to say that of all the Keiths in the room <laughs> <laughs> you deserve the most credit and attention wow 
I'm just kidding. It's a joke. <laughs> Calm down. Except with your eyes opened. Man, how did beggars get so popular? Those sneaky Jews. Mm. <laughs> First of all, fuck you, I'm Egyptian. <laughs> Second of all, Craig. I'll see you later. <laughs> I'm counting on it. Uh, how do you feel about the fact that we bunk with the criminal now? I'm not convicted. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm as much of a criminal as he is, I just haven't been inside jail. Hmm. I guess, yeah, everyone's been running from the cops, right? Well, you ran from the cops, Craig. Keith walked into the cops. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm still neutral. Fucking stupid. You guys tell me who has more integrity. So let me I ask mean, you this. That's true. Right we were walking. Oh, sorry to interrupt. We walked by the other day. We were going to Second City, me and Craig, and he's like, "Here it is. This is where it all happened." Yeah, this is I walk, we walked past the dollar and <laughs> where I slammed up against the wall. It was like I was like, "Whoa!" It's like I'm in a movie right now. Like, I'm like looking right at it. This is where it was, that was my historical walk to Toronto. <laughs> uh, sorry, you were okay? No, sorry. Now, now I have a mouthful of bagel. Not right, um, my plan all along. It's the peanut butter. It gets all sticky mm-hmm. up in there. It's six Do you know what that means in prison? Oop. <laughs> mouthful of bagel? Yeah. Uh, I can imagine. Mm-hmm. Jewish guy. Well, it means the same thing mouthful of anything means. <laughs> no, it's different. There's a hole in the middle. Well, anyway. So it's um, like tossing a salad? Something like that. Mouthful of bagel? Yeah. Do you oh, think, what was it? Do oh, yeah. No. Did, so, are you done? Like, do you have to go back to court? Yeah, yeah. I have to, um... Because I did the Toronto Bell program, that's uh, it's not Craig saying, "Hey, I have a job and a car. He's my roommate. He's not gonna fuck around. If he does, I'm gonna slap him." Mm. Uh, it's me saying, "Hey, I'm a cool guy, and I'm gonna contact you once a week until the court date." That's awful trusting of him. I mean, not for you specifically, but just in general for that program. To well, exist. well, here's the thing: yeah, you're it's, walking it's, the it's, it's almost, I don't feel safe. It's almost exclusively for first-time offenders, okay. and they judge the situation. They interview you. They ask you a shit ton of questions. They make sure you have your own residence and stuff like that. So it's like, much more strict than like actual bail. Absolutely, yeah. It's like anybody can sign anybody out, and there's a monetary risk that assures it. That's why, like the people that come, you're called a surety. Um, whereas when you do it yourself, it's for very small time, first time kind of people like myself. And, uh, yeah, but it's annoying. Like I have to like once a week, but like, I really charmed the lady. I went there this morning at eight thirty. I had to go and give proof of address and, uh, I was talking to her and, uh, it just sort of came up when I was chit chatting with her that like, I hadn't told my family about this and I didn't want to and like the only number I knew was my grandmother and like she's 80 years old and she's like but it's like part of the process like you have to tell your family about it like we need to like and it's like but like it's weird like you should have done that already I guess you slipped through the cracks you're here like only your roommates know about it like so be it and I was like yeah no I can't tell my family I'm like the firstborn of the firstborn like there's a lot riding on me yeah. although on the other hand when you got back you're like emergency podcast we have to do this yeah. I have a story yeah <laughs> but I assume you, if your family does listen to this podcast they sure haven't uh, sent me any emails so no I figure they if they listened it would be too late already <laughs> yeah. it'd be too I feel like I'm in a safe house Craig give me one of those ice cubes fuck you Craig I just put my, my I put two ice cubes in. Grab it with me. your hand, let's share. No. No, fuck off. <laughs> I'll get you some ice. Stop, stop, <laughs> this, stop this for a second, I gotta talk to Craig. <laughs> I put two ice cubes specifically in this cup for like this very specific reason of my last drink of 
the rum. What do you want one ice cube sore? Go get your own ice cube. Sometimes you... I would have grabbed you one totally if I was still... Sometimes you end sure. friendships with people named Stacy because you're yelling at bartenders. Uh-huh. This is one of those times, Greg. I didn't end that friendship. Here you go. Thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> that was unnecessary. <laughs> to the listeners, as I plunked the ice cube into the glass, it's half of my rum flopped yeah. out. Anything else anyone needs? No. <laughs> Do you have any of those butter tarts left? No, I didn't. Oh, okay. Fuck, I wish I Then no, I'm fine. God, I'd eat all ten of them right now. <laughs> Alright, Stabby McGee was saying something. What were we saying? I was saying something. Yeah. Maybe you should have listened so you could tell me what I'm saying. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Is it? <laughs> this guy's talking about listening. Holy shit. <laughs> what were you saying? Holy shit, that's some weird job. What are you... He's putting bottle caps over his eyeballs. Yeah. There's oh, yeah. so many problems with that. <laughs> 99 problems, but a bitch ain't one. 99 problems, but a bitch ain't one. Hit me. Bitch right. cake grab a slice. You gotta go to the lonesome valley. You
for you. Countdown.ca